There can be no other than to save it. Burn three, no need to change. Keep it tuned to save Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Hey. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 7.3 Hey City 97.3 City Breakfast Show.
23 minutes past 6. This is the City Breakfast Show. Taking off from Nana to 4, Boateng with the breakfast news. Ghana Summer with a fantastic start to your morning. She simply refers to this as him. On the Pentecost, I'm sorry, no. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. It's one of my favorite hymns. It gives a sense of journey. It gives a sense of journey. Having a sense of journey reminds you of perspective, how far you've come. Sometimes you may not be excited about the now until you start comparing it to where you've come from. Think about Ghana in 1989. Where were you? <laughs> Yesterday, a couple of days ago, we were talking about Daughters of Glorious Jesus. They started singing in 1989. And I'm sure many of us were much, much further behind than we are today in 1989. When you when you look at progress from just the days or weeks perspective, you may feel you are retrogressing. But when you look at progress from years and decades, the Lord has brought you a mighty long way. I mean, go back to the pictures <laughs> you of yourself maybe 29, 30 years ago, if you are that old. So not everything has improved, but some things have improved. So it's always good to have a sense of journey. And it's the same with looking forward. You may think you're not improving as quickly as you ought. If you compare, say, today to yesterday, maybe you have an exam in a week or so. But if you think about all that you can become in a year or two years, then a day's contribution becomes meaningful. Put that in perspective. So yeah, maybe the company will going through a rut. You're not getting your inflows and you, you, you're thinking about shutting down a department. Don't make a decision just based on one week or two weeks of data. Look at the trend. Look at the next one month. What are your projections? Maybe things will be better. So I came to encourage you to have a sense of journey. That's really what she's saying. She says, I am a pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty. So hold me with your powerful hand. So business says this morning, have a sense of journey, a sense of long term. It's not a day or a week. It's more months and years. Oh, yes. Business says brought to you by ADB. We can give you up to 80% of your next net monthly salary. We call it Payday Plus. Quick salary advance to meet your pressing needs through the ADB Payday Plus is what we're offering. Call Meredith or Na 0244284197 or 0243273369. ADB truly agree and more. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Yes, indeed. What a message for the morning. From the streets to the mountains. Woo! Hey. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to lift people up. Charlie, people are somewhere. People are not happy. So really? I have to give them love. No, no, I mean, I'll say, let me read something to you. This morning? You know, somebody I respect a lot sent me a message this dawn. Okay. And usually when I wake up and read a message at dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so he says. Yeah. Good morning, Bernard. Good morning. All yesterday, I've been worried. And this man has been a development worker for over 30 years. Mm. So he's somebody I know very well. He's yeah. not like some noise making. No. All, yes, all day yesterday, I've been worried. I've been up since 3 a.m. today with a hangover of worry. The past five days or so, I've been full of unpalatable stories related to the youth of this country. Then he starts, a convener for the Fix the Country movement has been arrested for saying he would stage a coup himself if the army didn't, because in his view, they are useless. A terrible thing for him to say is not to be condoned, but in the manner it's been handled. Agitation among NAPCO trainees for months of unpaid allowances. Same among the youth for afforestation, for same reasons. Yeah. I won't be surprised if the allowance of student nurses and teachers are also several months in arrears. The police shoot and kill a youth and injure seven others in Tamale. Kaka's case is brought to court and adjourned because some information from the AG's office is yet to reach the court. 
and as if to taunt the youth, the police choose no, no other court than assignment to hear the case of the Fix the Country convener. This is a group who last year was in a long tussle with the police for permit to go on a demonstration. In a country where about 57% of the population is under 25 years, I hope our political leadership would be mindful to de-escalate the growing restlessness, hopelessness and frustration among the youth, resulting from failed promise of sustainable employment. He didn't even add the, he didn't even add the youth tax strike and the effects mm. having on students. You understand? He says, oh, I forgot to expand on the Ashaman bit. Ashaman is a hotbed for youth agitation. It's like taking the fight with the youth to their own grounds. This is not right. So I'm not saying that everything is bad, but I, from what he's saying that I agree with, it. sometimes you may do a lot of unconnected things which form a pattern, which is mm. not right. So for me, the point it makes about de-escalation of the restlessness is important. You listen yeah. to the news today, yeah. youth in afforestation, mm-hmm. all through the week, youth mm. and, 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 and NAPCO people, they want mm. to go on demonstration. You've not being paid. You know, I mean, why all this? You know, and we can't resolve the student strike. And these are uh, a lot of these things are affecting young people. Yeah. You know, youth in this you know, not people don't even know if they will be they will be maintained. It's it's, it's a serious situation. So I agree with him. The, the leaders must find a way to de-escalate the tension with their utterances and all the things. Yesterday you said something about political communication and how it leads to further controversy. Yeah. There are certain times where you don't unleash <laughs> what's the other name? These people to be because you know if somebody doesn't have work to do, the devil can find work for him. Okay, yeah. The major challenge we face is an economic one. Yeah. You know, so whether you fix the country, youth in this, youth in that, find a way of creating opportunity for them. Yeah. You know, in a sustainable way, not in these so-called things you create three years later, nothing is going on. No, but that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, I was telling you that if if you compare Momo people who are employed who are employed by Momo, Momo. it wasn't any government program. Yeah. Do you understand? Now the Momo people came together. How many are they? Yeah, they said they are about three hundred thousand. Which government program has created a sustainable job over ten years from all the governments we've had in the Fourth Republic that can assemble three hundred thousand people and say this is our livelihood? And you know it's interesting. Meanwhile, we've had youth in almost eighteen things. Of the road on the three road trips, that question is yet to be addressed. Yes. And in fact, in Tamale, it was in Tamale yeah. that I heard a rep from the Momo Association yeah. question and say, We know we will lose jobs. Where are the jobs going to come from? Yeah. And that question from Western region, Eastern yeah. region, yeah. Northern region, it's a question nobody wants to answer. No, you know why? Because there's a certain mindset you start. So we say we'll do something. And I'm saying that the failure of all the previous government programs, it, it makes it a non-starter. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry for the pun. You start. You start. Yeah. Don't tell you me. Start non-starter. Don't don't tell me that because you've given it a new name, it will work. What have you put in place to convince me? We did a study on government programs, NYEP, youth in this, youth in that. All of those things, inevitably, after four five years, they fail. You understand me? So don't come and tell me that you are going to create another one. Meanwhile. Telco industry expands. Government didn't create a program. People are doing their own work. They are yellow kiosks all over. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So that, for me, is a more sustainable job. So if you can't convince people that what you are doing is going to create opportunity for them, you'll get youth agitation. And shouting at them, screaming at them that they are not serious is not how to go about it. You must find a way of talking to them. Do you understand? And, and the, the police and all these people must not do things that escalate the tension. 
Do you understand? So you go and take somebody, you take him to a court here, won't give you bail. All of that is just boiling up the anger. So they, they have to find a way of... You see, you may do things thinking that you are following the law, law, law. But you may be creating an unconscious situation which will blow in your face. Mm. So I'm just urging leaders. And I think what my friend has said this morning is great. Let our leaders find a way to de-escalate the tension and speak to the people of this country. Like the way you speak to your teenage children. When there's no money in the house, you don't shout at them and say, today no food, you are fasting by force. No. You have a conversation with them and say, look, this is the place I am cutting. Just that if there's, when we we're young, we we're eight kids, sometimes school's about to open. My father will sit everybody down. This is what everybody's going to get. The rest just trust God. You don't get up and say, hey, no talking. Hey, today I'm doing. <laughs> no, you don't do that. You understand? So, a word to the wise is enough. Uh-huh, That's why I'm playing this song. But on the, on the flip side, this week, fine time for me. Coco, no? What's all these things? I'm the Coco is also Coco, you know? No, I'm, you. I'm de-escalating you to your ears. No, <laughs> better the cocoa, the cocoa, we cannot de-escalate the cocoa. What, what is wrong with cocoa? There's a lot happening in the cocoa sector. We must talk about it. But yesterday, I think the BNFT did a couple of stories, which we probably have to go back to. Some of the papers are trying to bring those issues up. But because of the the coverage of the controversy, we miss it. It's not deliberate. I know. Sometimes, I know. because of the way the news cycle works, so somebody's going to court and all that, there are more germane developmental issues we have to discuss, which I agree with you. In the meantime, it's 637 News Super Reviews brought to you by Total and Fidelity Bank. Nathan, let's go with the Ghanaian Times. Well, the Ghanaian Times has a number of stories. Olive, uh, Oliver Bakavoma, our chance with treason felony, remanded in prison custody over threat to stage coup if Ilevi is passed by Parliament. We are ready to contribute to resolution of economic challenges, ex-president Mahama says. And six cops land in trouble, interdicted following death to one person and injury to four. That's in relation to the Lamashegu shooting incident. The front page of the Daily Graphic has some exciting news for the TVET sector. Bernard, retooling TVET, 57 schools witness upgrading, obsolete equipment replaced. Really, really excited about that. Bakavoma were remanded over treason felony. Minos Investment Fund to pump $500 million into small-scale mining. The finder says, E-Levy, three key things government must do before its reintroduction to parliament. Occupy Ghana is speaking. Appearance explosion. Male victims complain of sexual weakness. That's according to a psychologist. Hey. <laughs> Minority leader demands Fusk. <laughs> Fusk. <laughs> <laughs> Minority leader demands full-scale investigation into La Mashigu shooting. Ketchabi hands over Agenda 111 project site to contractor. President Ekufado reappoints Elsie Ado Awaji, BOG, second deputy governor. And police admin interdicts six officers. The front page of the Daily Ghanaian Guide goes with the Bakavoma War story. Also in education, tension brews in Asante Agona Technical SHS over unfair disbursement of academic intervention fund in Parliament must come clean on reintroduction of e-levy. This according to Occupy Ghana. The Chronicle says, trial of fixed the country leader and suspected coup monger, a shyman quakes in boots as police invade town with modern accoutrement. Hey! Ghanaian drug cartel busted and jailed in UK. And I dream Ghana et al. Um, grateful to IGP for fighting land guard. Front page of the ABC News also goes with the uh, Bakavoma was story. Then says Jomoro MP has two dates of birth according to the petitioner. Sosu's attacks on judges irresponsible. GBA slams Medina MP. Okay, the new crusading guide also has a take on the Oliver Bakavoma story. GBA slams Medina MP. 
calls his comments on political political judges irresponsible. Residents applaud IGP for fighting land guards at Botiman and Adjuingano. And Ilevi not withdrawn from parliament. That's according to the majority leader. I'll put the two business papers together, Bernard, and wrap this up. Front page of the graphic business says, Recapitalization, Blues, Errant Insurances. Errant insurers seek cover. Tough times ahead as inflation rises sharply, economists predict. And interesting news here, SNIT to reduce stake in unlisted firms. Now, if you go to the front page of the BNFT, weak manufacturing sector will affect gains in after. This is coming from the World Bank. Data of three more state institutions to be linked with Ghana card and good news for Elsie Awaji. She's been reappointed BOG second deputy governor. That ends from me, Bernard. Okay, the economy time says banks close tap for lending. Inflation returns to target ban fourth quarter. Mold bottling others react to Akufado's disposition against rating agencies. Let's go online, citynewsroom.com. Media stakeholders must push for reform of criminal code. This is Professor Kakari. Still in that same area, uh, law on causing fee and alarm is retrogressive, according to Sami Dako. Still on City Newsroom, cocaine trafficking syndicate of Ghanaian origin arrested, de-jailed in the UK. Meanwhile, Mahama will, is willing to engage government on reviving the economy. This is Ofosu and Pofo. In other stories, youth and afforestation workers will be paid by end of the week, according to Forestry Commission. We will ensure Lameshigu shooting corporates are punished, Northern Regional Minister and uh, treat Oliver Bakavoma with absolute human dignity, one Ghana movement to the police. If you go to myjohnline.com, the Francis Sosu Xavier story is there. I stand by my political judge's statement, focus on your core objective, Sosu to GBA. Meanwhile, he did nothing wrong, but he was killed. I leave it to God, father of teen who was shot in Lamishegu incident. Meanwhile, two KTU staff dismissed, eight suspended for embezzling over 600,000 CDs and transferred operators to maintain 30% fair increment. Hmm. And there's so many stories. Look at this one. We'll comply with police directive and hit the streets on Thursday. Aggrieved NAPCO beneficiaries. Star FM, NLC, UTAC back in court today. Also, Chief Justice didn't respond to us. Police explained keeping Vomawa for 52 hours. Maslock CEO Storms Koforidia over unpaid 10 million CDs in loans. So many stories. If we go to GNA, drug syndicate jailed in UK for trafficking. And... Uh, we also told President reappoints Elsie Adwawaji as second deputy governor. Let's get into the details. Let's start with Bakavoma War on page 13 of the Daily Graphic and it says Bakavoma War remanded over treason felony. The lead convener of the Fix the Country movement, Oliver Mouse Bakavoma War, has been remanded into police custody for two weeks on a charge of treason felony, an offense that carries a maximum sentence of life imprisonment. Bakavoma War appeared before the Shaiman District Court yesterday was denied bail after an application by his legal team. Mrs. Elena Kakrabans Boche, who presided, cited lack of jurisdiction to grant the accused bail. The, the prosecutor, Deputy Superintendent of Police, Mr. Sylvester Sarad, also prayed the court to remind the accused for the police to conduct more investigations into the case. Now he's supposed to appear, uh, reappear before the court on February 28 this year. Now, uh, the lawyer for Bakavoma War. Mr. Bafo Jeu Bonsu Ashai had impressed on the court to admit his client to bail. He contended that although treason felony was a first degree felony and therefore outside the jurisdiction of the court, uh, the, the, court should, the district court should use its discretion to uphold the bail application due to the exceptional circumstances of the case. Still on this issue, treason charge against fix the country convener, baseless Kweku Azar, US based Ghanaian legal practitioner, Professor Kweku Azar, 
is challenging the decision of police prosecutors to charge uh, Oliver Bakavoma with treason felony over comments by the latter that he will stage a coup if the controversial e-levy is passed. According to Professor Azan, the constitution clearly spells out what actions constitute treason. And based on the comments by Mr. Bakavomao, there's no indication that his comment, however offensive, comes close to being considered treasonable. I find comments by Osajifo on coup and army as despicable, but find that those statements come nowhere near being treasonous, he added. Okay, if you go to Lamashigu, uh, the police is responding to the episode there. Now, the police admin has interdicted six uh, police personnel in connection with shootings at Lamashigu in Tamale in the North region on Sunday, which resulted in the death of one and four persons getting injured. The personnel include, uh, which include the woman, a corporal Samson Kweku Dafor, um, Corporal Prosper Momesimu, Constable Harrison Chumdanso, Constable Matthew Sa. Constable Nuhu Muntari and Constable Doris Sewa Bonsu. This mm. was contained in a press release issued and signed by the Director General of the Police Public Affairs, uh, DCOP Kwesi Ofori, and copied to the Ghanaian Times in Accra yesterday. Meanwhile, the North Regional Minister is uh, saying that they will ensure that the corporates are punished. Shani Al-Hassan Shaibu says his outfit will push for the punishment of persons, including police officers, who played a role in the weekend shooting at Lameshigu that resulted in the death of one person and injury of eight others. According to him, punishing the corporates will help bring peace and lasting calm to the area. He spoke to Eyewitness News. He aided the youth to avoid taking any retaliatory action to maintain the peace in the community. So that's coming in from Tamale. Harun Idrisu also demanded a full-scale probe into the Lamishigo shooting. He's the MP for Tamale South, where uh, the place is. Meanwhile, the IGP, Dr. George Akufo-Dampari, has instructed the Northern Regional Police Command to ensure that the medical bills of the injured persons are paid. Page 3 of uh, the Chronicle, since we are talking police and all of that. Four Ghanaians um, are currently serving a total of 28 years and six months mm -hmm. in jail in a UK prison for trafficking cocaine. Mm -hmm. They are Eric Apiakusi, Albert Ketre Jenfi, Jennifer Ajiman, and Julius Tete Popolampo. Now, Eric and Ketre were slapped with six and nine months jail terms respectively, while Jennifer and Julius are to serve six years and nine months each in prison. Mm -hmm. A total of 38 kilos of coke hmm. worth 2.88 million pounds hmm. were seized from the four who were busted at different times. Hmm. The arrest was through the joint efforts of the Narcotics Control Commission of Ghana and the National Crime Agency of the UK. A statement signed by Mr. Francis Opokuamua, head um, comms and media relations at NACOC, indicated that the arrest was made following an investigation initiated by NACOC in January 2021 hmm. into the activities of Mr. You know, when I saw the story, I was asking whether people still do cocaine. Because, you know, you know I'm asking... You, 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 you want see, details. No, you know, hold on. Yeah, in the 90s, it was very rampant to have a story on cocaine. These days, you don't have such stories. So I was surprised well, that a high-profile case was now, traced according to According to the statement, Mr. Kusia Pia was mm. arrested at Heathrow mm. on uh, April 30, 2021 for attempting to traffic into the UK 17 kilos um, of cocaine worth £1.3 million, pounds, which was hidden in food boxes. Look at that. From here. Yep. Yeah, so how did he get there? That, that's give, a lot of more that's, details. That's a lot of cook. It's anyway, a lot, yeah. Yes. So uh, it goes on to that's say, narrating how the three were busted, mm -hmm. the statement said Albert and Jennifer were allowed to travel as part of the operational strategy mm. to the UK. The two embarked on their journey on May 14 and were arrested on May 15 at Heathrow. He added that the two carried 15 kilos of coke worth 1.1 million pounds, which was concealed in the base 
of Jennifer's suitcase as well as the suitcase belonging to Albert. You know, and these things make it difficult for us to travel to any country in the world. Mm. People look at us, whether we have a Ghana card or passport, they will say, look at this. You know, well, it takes us back. Now, two quick stories right. on media. Uh, Professor Kakari says media stakeholders must push for reform of criminal code. Founder and former chief executive of Media Foundation for West Africa, Professor Kwame Kakari, wants media stakeholders, including owners and journalists, to consider a push for the reform of sections of the criminal code that have appeared to be the basis of the recent arrest of journalists in the country. According to him, uh, there is a false assumption that the repeal of criminal liable law is absolute and so enough to protect the work of journalists. The police have largely now relied on section 207 and 208 of the criminal code to arrest, especially journalists in recent times. And he was telling me yesterday on a point of view that there are many aspects of the criminal code that empower the police to take action against journalists in the line of their work that must be looked at. Now, on an earlier program, Samir Dakun, who is also a lecturer in media law, says the law on causing fear and alarm is retrogressive. Samir Dakun, a private legal practitioner, has questioned the relevance of the law that covers the publication of false news with the intent to cause fear and panic. This is still section 2081 of the criminal code. He says there is no democratic country where you will go and find this law on causing fear and alarm. It's retrogressive, it's draconian, it sins against any international human rights law, he told the City Breakfast Show yesterday. Let me run you through some education and a uh, business stories, but at retooling mm. TVET, big story on the front page of the daily graphic. They're upgrading and retooling of workshops in technical and vocational educational and training institutions across the country at an advanced stage at advanced stages of completion. Mm -hmm. The work being carried out in national vocational training institutes is estimated at 392 million euros and has been executed by Planet One of the United Arab Emirates, while that of the technical universities, which also covers 13 technical institutes, cost 119 million dollars and is being done by AVIC mm. International. China. Mm -hmm. Now the institutions include 34, the 34 NVTIs, 13 TIs, and 10 TUs. Now that takes me to the front page of the BNFT that says weak manufacturing sector mm -hmm. will affect gains in after. That story is on page 3 of the paper and then a new report from the World Bank has revealed that Ghana will not be among the largest gainers from the after due to its smaller manufacturing base and underdeveloped transportation infrastructure, mm. especially railways. Mm. According to the report titled Africa in the New Trade Environment, countries such as South Africa, Nigeria, Kenya, Senegal and Angola with robust manufacturing sectors and developed transportation infrastructure will rake in more benefits than other nations. For example, South Africa's estimated to benefit by more than $5.7 million, mm. Nigeria $2 billion, Kenya 1.3 and Angola 1.1. Ghana's industrial sector, according mm -hmm. to data from the Ghana Statistical Service, has seen its growth contract consecutively in five quarters after the nation was hit by the pandemic in 2020. Back to Nathan. Page 10 of the Finder. Let's mm. do two stories in relation to the Apiati explosion. Mm. Now, the World Food Program has donated 40 household tents mm -hmm. to NADMO to provide shelter for families displaced by the Apiati explosion. Mm -hmm. The donation was a response to the findings of a joint assessment on Apiati carried out by various stakeholders, including the UN Interagency Working Group on Emergency. The other story says mm. some men in the Apiati community affected by the explosion are mm. complaining of sexual weakness mm. now the men said aside the issue of sexual dysfunction mm. they were also not experiencing what's popularly called morning wood mm. for uh, formerly known as nocturnal penile uh, penile tumescence okay now in an interview with the ghana news agency on monday dr mrs sandra thompson Hassan, a counseling psychologist and a leader of the team that was employed to provide victims with psychological first aid said out of every 30 to 36 of men engaged close to 30 confirmed experiencing mm. erectile dysfunction all right let me take you to a number of stories that have to do with labor agitations or simply 
to do with labor union and government issues. So UTAG NLC back in court today. This is on Star FM. The UTAG and the National Labor Commission are expected to go to court. The matter was adjourned last Thursday. And uh, the judge asked them to go and resolve the matter out of court, but still appears nothing has changed. So that's point number one. Number two, transport first. Government transport operators lock on overrate. This is GNA. Now, the government and commercial transport operators are holding opposing positions on what should be the appropriate rate for the increment in transport fares expected to take effect in the coming weeks. Now, whereas the coalition of private transport operators want not less than 20%, the government is pushing for 10%. Transport operators told the GNA after meeting Kuku Furiasi, I'm a minister of transport, on Monday. So that's the second one. Third one, pay us or forget about Green Ghana Project, Youth in Afforestation to government. Some personnel of the Youth in Afforestation program on Monday picketed at the Forestry Commission in Accra to demand better working conditions and the payment of their piled-up stipends. They complained that the allowances had not been paid for more than four months. My question is, so for the officials who don't pay these people their stipends, do they get their salaries paid? <laughs> do you understand? So you have NAPCO, you have Youth in Afforestation, Youth in this, Youth in that. If you don't pay them for six months, seven, how do you expect them to eat? You are paying somebody 700 cities, 1,000 cities, you, don't, you are not paying them. Look at this one too. Major Online. We will comply with police directive and hit the streets on Thursday. Aggrieved NAPCO beneficiaries. President of the coalition of aggrieved NAPCO beneficiaries, Nana Brema Samar, says the coalition has agreed to comply with the police directive to postpone their upcoming demonstration. Now, they had earlier said they would protest today, Tuesday, but the police rather proposed Thursday and they said they will do the, the demonstration. So, NAPCO and all of these things. Okay. Let me give you one other business story from page 13 of the Daily Graphic. Minerals Investment Fund mm. to pump $500 million into small-scale mining. Mm -hmm. The Minerals Income Investment Fund, MEF, will this year roll out a $500 million investment in the small-scale mining sector. The six-year investment, which will be rolled out in September this year, will help deal with key issues affecting the sector, such as environmental pollution, underreporting, and lack of capital investment. And this was announced by the chief executive of MEF, Mr. Edward Nanaya Cranting, mm. when he visited Apinto. Okay. Page 7 of the New Crusading Guide. Cocoa Bird says Ghana's graded and sealed cocoa hasn't dropped by 42%. Mm. Now, the, <laughs> the Ghana Cocoa Board has refuted claims suggesting Ghana's graded and sealed cocoa arrivals dropped by 42%. Mm -hmm. Now, it comes after Reuters reported that, reported that Ghana's graded and sealed cocoa arrivals since the start of this year's harvest on October 1 had reached 408,000 tons mm. by February 3, down 42% from the same period of the previous season. Mm -hmm. Greater than sealed cocoa is produced that has been quality checked and sealed in bags by Cocoa Board mm -hmm. and ready to be shipped. Speaking to Asasi News, Fifi Boafo, the Director of Public Affairs at the Ghana Cocoa Board, said the figures put out there were not credible. So what are their numbers? Did he put out any figures? Uh, uh, no, he didn't. That would have been nice. We can come back to this. Let me give you a final one. A global story on oil prices. Mm -hmm. And uh, according to the Premium Times, oil prices to hit. Actually, the Ghana report is reporting. Oil prices are marching closer to $100 per barrel. Oil prices have been climbing ever since the global economy started to recover from COVID-19. And as the U.S. wants that Russia could imminently invade Ukraine, they are pushing even higher. Brent crude futures, the golden benchmark, rose above $96 per barrel on Monday before falling back slightly. Prices which are now near the highest level since 2014. Do you know 2014? <laughs> Could weigh on economic growth and make the world's inflation problems even worse. So those are the issues. And consequently, in Ghana, City Business is reporting that fuel prices could go up again by about, 50, about 30 pesos, according to COPEC. So the local ramification of what I just read is that COPEC is forecasting fuel prices could go to up to um 
up, up to by 30 pesos. Now, COPEC executive director Duncan Amwa said in a statement that from 16 February, at FOB price of $88, our projected export price is 7.64 CDs. So it's expected that the maximum export price will be hovering around 7.750. <laughs> then from the 16 February, he also says for the other one, export price will hover around 7.9. Right? As, as we are speaking, the market is selling at 6.4 per liter. So his projections are pretty dire if the information around that is to be considered. And just to also wrap this up, ECOWAS has more homework to do because the leader of Burkina Faso's junta has been declared president. So the man who was... So he's moved the thing to the next level. Paul Henry Sandago Dambia. He will become it, president it, 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 it follow, Sandago it, Dambia. It follows a pattern. It follows a pattern that we've seen in Guinea and in Mali as well. Anyway, thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Godfred. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, the City Business News is next. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. It's two minutes to seven. Don't forget the news by viewers brought to you by Fidelity Bank. Reach us on 0800-003355. It's our new toll-free number. You can also reach us on our social media channels. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And Total has also created a new design for its blue brick and bottle. We designed with you in mind. It's ultra modding. It's a new label inspired by a card dashboard with a QR code and displays product marketing and technical information. This is performance at first sight. Courts keep your engine younger for longer. City Business News is next. MTN is proud to be associated with the bulletin, as is GCB and Goyle. MTN is giving away loads and loads of gifts. Just keep talking, texting, and browsing all day. Collect points, use those points to redeem amazing offers and discounted freebies right away. MTN Rewards is gifting you discounts on some of your favorite restaurants and stores and allowing you to redeem airtime today. Dial Star 550 has to get your MTN Reward today. MTN everywhere you go. And it's time to be a G with G Money. This is the most reliable and secure mobile money wallet. Take part in the win like a G promo. You can win a brand new saloon car. There's also ACs, fridges, and other prices up for grabs. The more the points you get, the better your rewards. G Money is powered by GCB Bank, Ghana's largest and safest bank. And enjoy up to 3 pesos per liter discount on fuel. And free life insurance cover by My Life Insurance if you're a Go Card customer who's prepaid. Join the Go Go Club today. Visit a Go Service Station, register, and get Goil. Goil Good Energy. Takisim Reku is here with the news. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News. It's proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle and GCP Bank and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, economist urges governments to work harder to attract more foreign exchange into the country following the widening gap between the rates on the interbank markets and the foreign exchange markets. And later, Second Deputy Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Elsie Awaji, to continue in that role following her reappointment. Details are up next.
My name is Anita Kisimriku. To our first story, governments will have to work harder to improve upon the credibility of the country's fiscal regime in order to attract more foreign exchange into the country. This is according to an economist with databank, Karij Boti. Currently, analysts are concerned that speculations relating to government's handling of its debt and its ability to raise the needed revenue to honor its obligation, among others, is leading to a high demand for the United States dollar on the retail markets and widening the gap between the rates on the interbank markets and the foreign exchange retail markets. The following report has the details. For some time now, the foreign exchange rates, especially for the U.S. dollar provided by the Bank of Ghana, has been significantly different from the rates one would get on foreign exchange retail markets. According to analysts, the widening gap between the rates on the two markets is quite normal within the first quarter of a year. However, they are attributing developments in this quarter to high corporate demand for U.S. dollars and U.S. dollar demands associated with crude oil purchases, among others. It also comes at a time when the country's economy has been downgraded by two rating agencies, leaving uncertainty in the minds of investors as to whether or not to continue with investments in the country. Currently, the dollar is selling at around 60 days one peso on the interbank foreign exchange markets and selling for around 60 days 91 pesos at some forex bureaus. Analysts, however, explain that the indication of a stable market is when the difference between the two markets is between 15 to 20 pesos, but in this case, it is currently more than 80 pesos. In an interview with City Business News, economist with Data Bank, Courage Bossi said, governments will have to gain the confidence of investors in order to prevent such a situation in the second quarter. And if the evidence at half year review shows that we are able to uh, uh, contain the fiscals, that the money expenditures appropriately to match the revenue performance to the point where uh, investors may be convinced we may start to win our credibility back. And who knows, the market might again be open to us. Even if not for Eurobond, we could see foreign investors coming back to the local market, which could be a good source of FS also on the local market. And um, so the dynamics are not too clear now. It all depends on government and how they execute the fiscal agenda going forward. It, it doesn't speak well or bode well now that the levy is still not passed, the uh, 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 tax exemptions bill, uh, is still before parliament and not considered yet. And all of these are revenue consequences. So yet the delay kind of uh, draws a line under whatever optimism you may have for the rest of the year. But then let's see, we're still in February. And I understand that the E-Levy is meant to run for nine months of the year and not 12 months really. So it, it only means that probably they are not behind schedule yet. Let's see how it goes with the parliamentary processes. But I believe with our performance, through half year will play a big role in whether offshore investors can begin to look at Ghana again in the second half of the year. You heard an economist with Databank, Courage Bossi, ending that report. Moving on, four years after her appointment as second deputy governor of the Bank of Ghana, Mrs. Elsie Ado Awaji has had her tenure renewed by President Nana Okufo Ado. The reappointment of Mrs. Awaji for a second term took effect from 14th February 2022. The following news deck report has more.
Mrs. Elsie Adoawoji was first appointed by President Kufado as second deputy governor of the Bank of Ghana in February 2018. Under the leadership of Governor Ernest Addison, she has oversight of the Bank of Ghana's regulation and supervision of banks and other financial institutions, the macroprudential function, and other key operational functions. She is a member of the bank's board of directors, a member of the statutory monetary policy committee, and a member of Ghana's Financial Stability Council, which has representation from financial regulatory authorities in Ghana and the Finance Ministry. Before her appointment as Deputy Governor in 2018, Madame Elsie was Senior Counsel of the Financial and Fiscal Law Unit of the International Monetary Fund IMF's legal department for six years, where she conducted financial sector stability assessments on G20 countries and provided technical assistance for the design and implementation of banking supervisory, resolution, and crisis management frameworks in a number of IMF member countries, among others. Before before joining the IMF in 2012, Madame Elsie was a commissioner of Ghana Securities and Exchange Commission for six years, working on key financial sector reforms in Ghana and abroad, and worked in private law practice and banking, among others. Mrs. Adwaoji has over 25 years of professional experience working in various capacities in Ghana and internationally in law, finance, policy, and regulatory reforms, financial sector regulation, sustainable development, and public financial management, among others. That was a news text report. Now, a new report from global advocacy organization Might Earth has disclosed that since the launch of the Cocoa and Forest Initiative in 2019, Africa's top cocoa-producing nations, including Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire, continue to see huge areas of forest being destroyed to make room for cocoa production. According to the report, within cocoa growing areas, Cote d'Ivoire has lost 19,000 421 hectares of its forest cover, while Ghana has lost an astonishing 39,497 hectares of forest, with a high rate of deforestation of 3.9 percent between 2019 and 2020. Rice-based campaign and advocacy organization EcoCare Ghana is hence calling for this disturbing situation to be checked immediately. Here is the managing campaign of EcoCare Ghana, Obed Osu Adai. The governments of uh, Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana should work to quickly confirm the boundaries of protected areas and stop any new deforestation by involving a transparent manner, communities and civil society organizations in their monitoring. I am a forester. I was trained by Forestry Commission and I've worked with Forestry Commission before. The problem that we have now is that we have forest reserves on paper. When you go to the communities, they'll tell you, oh, you know where the forest is. But the boundaries are not clearly delineated. And because of that, people who are farming close to the forest reserves every year push into it. And I can give a typical example. My, my, my own grandmother's farm is at Kesukromis, uh, next to the Asinanyo Forest Reserve. That is where I grew up. And any time you go, you realize that the farm is entering the, the forest small, 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 small. And that you heard the managing campaigner at EcoCare Ghana, Obed Osu Adai. The managing director of the Agricultural Development Bank, ADB, Dr. John Kofi Mensa, has stated that his outfits will, in the coming days, roll out various enhanced policies to promote businesses in the agricultural value chain. According to him, financing agriculture in Ghana over the years has been a major challenge, thus the need to support the agribusiness sector to keep contributing meaningfully to the growth of the economy. Addressing the media during the ADB Customer Appreciation Forum in Accra, Managing Director of ADB John 
Kofi Mensah also assured that his outfits will remain focused on his primary commitments to agribusiness while effectively managing risk to ensure that the bank stays profitable. Being the, uh, a bank responsible for agri sector, you need a lot of resources to be able to handle that. So in the coming year, shareholders and the directors, including management, will be concentrating on uh, a mop of building of resources for this sector. Because you know the agri-business sector is growing and therefore the demands in terms of support will be great on the side of ADB. That was the Managing Director of the Agricultural Development Bank, Dr. John Kofi Mensah. Let's now join Gideon Amunichi of Data Bank for the latest updates on the bonds market. The Ghanaian Treasury raised 1.51 billion Ghana cities across the 91-day to the 364-day bills at last week's Treasury Bill auction. The uptake exceeded the auction targets by 7% and the Treasury Bill maturity is due for the week by 11%. The 91-day and 92-day yields closed the auction higher by 3 basis points each to 12.69% and 13.26% respectively, while the 364-day yield cleared higher by 24 basis points to 16.99%. Investor activity on the Ghana fixed income market remained strong last week, recording a total market value of 3.86 billion Ghana cities. The databank bond index closed last week on a positive note, reducing the year-to-date loss on the index to 0.73%. That was Gideon Amonichi of Databank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle and GCB Bank and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Anita Kisimriku. Do have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Beach Nation. <laughs> So quarter past seven, coming up next is kickoff is brought to you by Leshehu. The spirit of Africa is a symbol of our resilience and our strength. It's what drives us to do more, become more and achieve more. We are scaling our digital power with you in mind to create the reality we yearn for for Africa by Africans. Get ready as we prepare to embark on this digital journey together. This is Africa. We are Africa. The shareholder savings and loans. Let's improve life. Charlie, when I reach, when I reach Takradi on the caravan, if I have time, I'll go and find Kenata Studio. Yeah, Charlie, you have to. There are two people I need to see in Takradi: Kofi Kenata and Koda.
<laughs> I need to see that Ve- very big man. No, in fact, let me. I have to pay a ketty call on them if I have time. Kenata says, if if you listen to his lyrics, yeah. like very thought provoking stuff. Yeah. Oh, so Kofi Kenata and Koda, watch out. Both of them are Kofi too. Kofi, Kofi Dua Anto and Kofi Kenata. So I'm I'm coming to meet you with medium men. Take pictures. Put it on front page of graphic. Hickov <laughs> <laughs> is next. Charlie, what's happening to my phobia? Charlie. Charlie, what, what is this? Charlie, they play some draw against RTU. The coach said the draw, no. It is, it is a morale booster ahead of the Kotoko game on Sunday. I think they should postpone the Kotoko game. Oh, no. It, it must come on. Hearts and Kotoko ba, ba, games. But ba, 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 we'll, be, we'll beat Kotoko. It's very possible. But I don't think we'll win the league. Ah, well. We'll but beat Kotoko just to spite them. There's a whole second round to play, so don't rule it out yet. Charlie, there will zero one one Charlie. The headlines parliamentary select committee on sports to begin inquiry into ghana's poor performance at the afcon in cameroon dfa back otoado led former technical team to succeed against nigeria super eagles and the uefa champions league returns tonight psg take on real madrid in tonight's big encounter To the details now and the parliamentary select committee on sports will this week begin its inquiry into ghana's poor performance at the afcon the committee is expected to invite key stakeholders from ghana's contingent that represented the nation at the competition their findings will be presented before the house let's move on to more gfa related stuff and the ghana football association is confident that the four-man team it has put together to lead the black stars to the 2022 world cup in qatar is up to the task otoado chris hutin masu didi dramani and george boating have been given interim appointments for ghana's two-legged world cup playoff against nigeria in march henry asante chum is communications director for the ghana football association Yes, without a doubt. I mean, every appointment you make, you throw your weight behind it. Every appointment you make, you you kind of um, believe and hope and trust that um, it will work out. Unfortunately, our previous appointments didn't go as expected, but we believe that the expertise of these four people and um, the, their quality uh, is what would guarantee us a place in, in Qatar in 2022. We believe in the quality of Kisutin to Otoado to George Boatin and then Mashudi the drama. They all come in with different backgrounds. Collectively, we think they have the, the quality and the competence to, to move us to the next stage. So you had GFA Communications Director Henry Asante Chum speaking there. Still on the um, Ghana Football Association and the national team, Ghanaian referee Daniel Lai has disclosed that being chosen to officiate at the just-ended AFCON in Cameroon has boosted his confidence and raised his stock ahead of future competitions. The young FIFA-certified referee officiated one game in Group B and served as a fourth official in three other matches. According to him, the experience gained is crucial for his young career uh, it's, it's a good feeling because this is what we are or what we were working on and uh, it's a stage in my career where it's going to move me to another stage so it's a good feeling um, I was supposed to 
we are the 2019 i had uh, a candidate selection but i couldn't make the cut but this time i was able to make it um, we didn't have any tension on us because uh, over the years we've been to uh, some of um, the organized tournaments in africa chan so there was no tension but the only thing is you know you are there with um, top referees, World Cup referees from Africa. So that's kind of, you want to also be like them, what they are doing. You are watching whatever they are doing so that you can be like them. You heard Ghanaian referee Daniel Lai speaking there. Let's move on to some Ghana Premier League related news. And the second round of the 2021-2022 Ghana Premier League season will kick start on the weekend of February 25 to 28 across the various league centres. The ongoing season, which began on Friday, October 29, is expected to end on Sunday, June 19, 2022. The outstanding match between Accra Hearts of Oak and Asante Kotoko, which comes off on Sunday, February 20, will close out the first round of the season. Asante Kotoko lead the league table with 36 points, 6 points ahead of 2nd place Bechem United and 12 points richer than holders Accra Hearts of Oak who sit in 8th place after 16 matches. At the start of the 2nd round of the Ghana Premier League, defending champions Accra Hearts of Oak will play against Lagos Cities at the Elwak Sports Stadium while leaders Asante Kotoko host Dreams FC at the Baba Yara Stadium. Talking about Hearts of Oak and uh, the Super 2 encounter that's about to come, let's hear from Accra Hearts of Oak head coach Samuel Buedo who believes the draw against RTU on, on Sunday is a confidence booster for his side heading into the game against Kotoko. The defending champions face the current league leaders on Sunday in a rescheduled match at the Accra Sports Stadium. Buedo says the team will take lessons from their mistakes heading into the crucial encounter. Absolutely. We, we don't care whoever we are playing with, but just that we are playing with, uh, it's a competition. We are competing with all the clubs. So I think we do, we correct our mistakes and we work extra hard to play the Kotokos match. Accra Hearts of Oak head coach Samuel Buedu speaking there to the camp of Asante Kotoko and head coach Prosper Nate has welcomed calls for him to be given the Black Stars job on a long-term basis. Now, former GFA chairman Dr. Nyaho Nyaho Tamaklo has asked the current administration to consider handing the job to the Kotoko trainer who has masterminded a great start to the Ghana Premier League season with the Porcupine Warriors. The former University of Cape Coast lecturer Prosper Nate Ogum says he will be ready when the opportunity comes i think probably he sat from afar he's seen what i'm doing and per his 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 astuteness i mean we know him to be following football over over decades i mean so many years as as a seasoned football administrator so i think per his experience and per what he's seen about me and being there as a former fa president and with the blasters and knowing what the dynamics of what goes in at the blasters probably that's making him to take that informed decision about me I mean, it's a national call, and when the day comes and I'm available, I think once it's national duty, we will all rise up to the call. So you hear Kumasi Asante, Kotoko head coach Prosper Natio Gum speaking there. Let's move on to Europe because the UEFA Champions League is back. The 
action in the round of 16 begins at the Parc de Prince as Paris Saint-Germain take on Real Madrid Football Club in what is expected to be a very, very competitive encounter. In the other game, the Sporting Lisbon taking on Manchester City in what is also expected to be a highly uh, competitive game. Let's hear from Pep Guardiola, who is head coach of Manchester City, ahead of the game. Well, to do better than the last season is not easy. Uh, and... Uh... Yeah, we are excited and happy to again to be in this competition, this stage. And seriously, like every game we played uh, as a, as a people who is involved in this club. So I know how important the Champions League. We cannot deny it, but we take seriously every Premier League game. And we saw how we behave against Norwich. It's the best proof that uh, we we want to do it every single game, not just in Champions League. Confidence always was high, so not just now. So all the season, the previous season. So we are behaving for a long time in the in the highest standards. Manchester City head coach Josep Guardiola speaking there. Let's get to some of the action that will happen today. There's an EPL game and it's an outstanding match between Manchester United and Brighton and Hove Albion. So that's what's going on as far as the Premier League is concerned. Let's finish off with some basketball. Uh, let's get to the NBA. The Washington Wizards were up against the Detroit Pistons. The Wizards winning that game 103-94. to The Brooklyn Nets, after losing 11 games on the bounce, managed to finally win a game against the Sacramento Kings. 109-85 is how that game ended. And then the OKC Thunder overpowered the New York Knicks in overtime 127-123. to The Chicago Bulls continue to be impressive, winning against the San Antonio Spurs. And then the Portland Trail Blazers, in the shock of the night, traveled um, to the Bucks and went to beat the Bucks at home. Um, 122-107 is how that game ended. The Pelicans beat the Rockets. The Nuggets were winners against the Magic and then the Utah Jazz also won against the Rockets. The Golden State Warriors lost in a Pacific Division rivalry against the Clippers 119 104. That's how that game ended, and that's how we end this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Leshego. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. She's busy waiting for somebody. She 
7.34 City Breakfast Show. A few happy birthday wishes coming through. Five knee from your husband. Eh? From your husband, Teddy Dom. I'm confused now. And daughters, uh, Ahonam and Sesinam wishing mercy. Freema Dom of Unops a happy birthday. Okay, I think I'm reading this all wrong. <laughs> so this was sent to some need to send to me. Oh. Yeah, Charlie. People, when you are forwarding text, edit it. <laughs> so wishing mercy, Freema Dom of Unops a happy birthday from your husband Teddy Dom and your daughters Ahonam and Sesinam. I thank God for blessing me with a perfect life companion and wonderful mom to our children. Freema, the girls and I thank God for giving us for giving us your all. 
Good morning, Bernard. This is a special birthday request from a friend by name Samuel Abuaji to his wife, to my beautiful wife and friend Faustina Abuaji. Works at KIA Terminal 2 admin. Thank you for your sacrifices and love. Today, Abna, I pray for God's blessings and grace upon your life. Happy birthday, my love. Today, dear, Abi, you know that I'm from Kwesi Abuaji of PMMC. Good morning, Bernard. My name is Christian Elliot Metro Woda. Coco Clinic Coco Board. Can you help me wish my son Ceci Metro of Emerald Community School a happy birthday? He's three years old today. Growing grace and impact your generation. We all love you. More greetings coming in. Wish Eunice Yabuatima a Duse branch manager Zenit Achimota a happy birthday. A very special birthday coming in from Jacob Bocho and the star staff of Zenith Achimota branch. 60 years ago today, a sweetheart was born into the world. Her resilience, good heart, her selflessness, and dedication in making anyone uh, positive and better. A superhero, utility woman, 60 years look amazing on you, Victoria. Agobi Noekinoi. Victoria Agobi Noekinoi of Department of Fida Roots, Kofridia. Happy birthday to you, mom. From your kids, Tracy Na Kanaku, Nilni Kanaku, Louisa Na Kanaku, and all your grandchildren. So she happens to be the mother of our Eastern Regional Correspondent, Nilni Amat Na Kanaku. To you, Victoria Agobi Noeki Noe. So my beautiful wife, may the years forever be in your favor and the days always kind. Happy birthday, Mrs. Margaret N.C., General Manager, Max Kitchen at Dowenya. From your husband, Abeku Francis N.C., and the children. And this one says, kindly wish my senior <clears throat> past Michelle Amfo and dear friend Rachel a happy birthday. God bless them abundantly. The sender didn't add their name. This one says, happy birthday to Isaac Efa. May this celebration bring more of God's blessings. That's from Sami Intifu. And I don't know, Bernard, if you've done this one to my green wife, Mrs. Doris Pepra Crew of um, Rana Motors Head Office Accounts Department. It's happy birthday, my love. That's from John Bosco Crew, UMB, and um, also coming from their children. And that's the one, Kunim Kwame. Okay, uh, more birthdays. Um, this one's a special birthday to Dr. Anani Frimpong, the medical superintendent at the Isikado Hospital in the Western Region. That's from Dr. Theophilus Odum. He's sending that one to Dr. Anani Frimpong. <laughs> And the super awesome birthday to Na Betty Robertson of the Mamprobi Polyclinic Theatre Recovery. Have the sweetest birthday yet and super awesome blessings. That's from your husband, Mr. Jonathan Tego of Quenu Lucky Stores Limited in Okaishi. This one says, good morning, Bernard and team. Please wish my husband a happy birthday. His name is Emmanuel Kwame Jabing, a.k.a. Zola. My message to him is this. You are my gift from God, the source of my joy, the center of my world. Have a wonderful new year. That's coming from Dali. Dali sent that. Um, but this one says to my beautiful wife and friends, Faustina Boaji, uh, who works at KI Terminal 2. That's coming from Kwesi Abuaji. 
Uh, this one says, um, I want you to wish my girlfriend, uh, who's going to be my wife soon, a happy birthday. Um, may you are kind and cared for. May Allah guide you. That's from Shafiu. Uh, Shafiu Ahmed. He sent that message. Shafiu okay. Ahmed. So tell the world to go to hell. I'm the man on fire. Denzel. I'll buy you shoes, diamonds and pearls. Upper class tickets. See around. There's an interesting message we got this morning. Hi, Bernard. Let City deal with the mess at Tetrakwashi Circle this morning. Fifteen uh, February at 5.40. My name is Theo Philosopher. This septic tank is spewing raw sewage on the main street. Please arrest. Uh, alert the police to arrest him to pay for the cleanup he actually sends me a video of a septic tank a, a vehicle a septic tank um uh, a vehicle carrying waste yes 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 a septic tank at 5 40 a.m so we i need to send it to the the team of uh minister for greater crowd what's his name henry, henry. Cortes. yeah henry Cortes team because this is pretty serious and the guy captured it he's basically spewing something on the road I don't know whether it's it's, it's water or. But, but that road has a lot of police on it. Nobody's. But 5:40 a.m. 5:40. Okay. 5:40 a.m. It is around Tetekwashi Circle area. 5:40 a.m. All right. Theo, thanks for sending this. We'll send it to the minister's team, and they'll pursue. What's happening to the cleaner frontage? It's kind of slowed down a bit. I think two weeks ago, first February, he launched it, mm-hmm. and they were supposed to clean gutters. I don't know what's happening to that. Was it supposed to be daily? Or weekly. You're supposed to just be, it's supposed to become habit. Yeah, but you do it. You know, you need to do it a few times before it becomes a habit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So need to, habit is what we are looking for. So I think every once in a while, maybe the strategy is to push the people they had trained because they told us that for Accra, for instance, they had trained one like 200 or so officers who were going to go out and about and engage with people. Yes, he said. On, he, he said on, that they were going to train. Yeah, on this. Yeah, I, I, I need some help. Thing. So where is the, where is uh, where is our guy? Killer. No, the guy who works with him, who follows, who covers the Niaikwe, please send me more information. I I, I hope the the, the 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 troubles he faced at Tiptoe Lane did not face him. What happened at Tiptoe Lane? That's where they stoned him. Who? The minister. The minister. He was stoned. Yes. Where have you been? In Ghana. Ah. I didn't hear. Oh. When was this? That day of the ceremony. The 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 first day yes, of. The of, first when when. Are you serious? The, yes. The, you had the people. They stoned him. Yes. Actually what? repelling the efforts the, and all that. Uh, because there was miscommunication from my understanding after hey. I assessed the, all the stories. But did he, were they able to clear the place? Or at least put, because no. they were supposed to put a wire mesh or something. Because the problem is that they tiptoe lane, they, they literally take one lane of the road. Yes. And the police, and then the truck was also misused. So if you are leaving, say, circle towards uh, Achimota, uh-huh. it's very difficult to navigate off the Yes. Um, yes. Circle Dubai onto the road. Yes. So there's 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 for some sanity there. Yes. So that is where the incident happened. They they defamed him that morning. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. We even had a video of it on oh, yeah. uh, a couple it of our was, channels. It made it made, it made, the, it made the rounds. Okay. So all the messages we read this morning brought to you by Creamy Plus Evaporated Milk. It's a great compliment to your tea, your coffee, your Gary soakings, your mask and your cereals. It's gentler on your stomach. Get started with a creamy experience of Creamy Plus in your tea or coffee. 
Every price is available at Ogo, Shop Shell, Shops, Bachelor, Total, and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. Okay, there's something I wanted to do. I don't know what you think about it. What? Tell me about so it. So every now and again, I'll get somebody send me an email mm-hmm. and say, Bernard, yeah. you and Sander, focus on NAPCO trainees. Focus on this, focus on that. I really... It's not easy. Yeah, so today, I wanted I wanted to just hear from some of you guys. If you are if you're a beneficiary of any of those projects, just send me a voice note about how it's going. You know, this idea that they've not been paid. How long is the arrears? Okay, what have they told you about the payment? How have you been surviving? How does a NAPCO... It's 700 cities, right? Mm-hmm. How does a NAPCO trainee survive? I'm also interested in hearing from those who exited. Oh, they've, some have exited? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they're saying they start with 100,000, but they're supposed to be a three-year phase. So they've gone past the three-year phase, right? Where after three years, they're supposed to be exits. Yes. For those who would have reached a certain level of... I don't know who's gauging what and what mm. they have achieved. But it would be interesting if halfway through this we can get Mr. Anyas also to ask him a few questions. Doctor. Doctor, sorry. So, Doctor NAPCO Anyas. trainees will be talked about. But I need to just make this point that the discussion is not just on NAPCO trainees. No, 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 no. no, no. I think what we are seeing is a manifestation of government's fiscal difficulties manifesting itself in at least maybe let's take the past six months about six or seven different groups expressing disquiet about one payment or the other and i'll run through the list shortly if it happens once it could be a mistake if it happens two it could be a coincidence if it happens three times or four times it's a trend it's a pattern so what we're saying is that the fiscal challenges that government is facing is manifesting itself in various payment which if seen individually seem like in in uh, or unrelated stories but if considered carefully reveal a pattern about something more serious but before we talk about that absa corporate investment banking has the experience the expertise and the reach to ensure that together you can put your business at the forefront of the financial world positively impact the communities in which you operate empower your vision globally speak to the bank with the bravery to imagine and the will to get things done today that's africana city that's apsa we're talking apsa corporate banking visit apsa.com.gh for more information and uh, Zenith Love Month is on until February 28th this year. Each week till the end of the month, customers who spend 1,000 CDs or more with their Zenith Visa cards will be rewarded with Zenith Love Hampers. And at the end of the promo, the ultimate prize of one, a weekend stay for two at the Plus Labadi Beach Hotel in Accra, or dinner for two at the luxurious Kempinski Hotel Gold Coast City in Accra, or a good time spa package at Niobe Spa Shopping, and shopping vouchers worth thousands of CDs from Game Right, uh, ShopRite, sorry, ShopRite Game mm-hmm. and Malcolm. So grab a Zenith Visa prepaid or debit card and start spending now. If you don't have one, simply visit any Zenith Bank branch nationwide. Open a current or savings account or an Aspire student account and get your instantly issued Zenith Visa card. Zenith in your best interest. Mm-hmm. Now, you know that feeling when you don't have to worry about something running out when you know you have enough? Well, that's the feeling Surfline gives you with a one-year bundle. Whether you are keeping tabs on family on the go, staying busy with back-to-back online meetings, downloading all your favorite movies in 4K, or uploading that video of your niece singing Baby Shark for four hours, the one-year bundle gives you high-speed data all year round. 
you can enjoy 12 months data connection for every 11 months purchase with a device backup and a dedicated vip manager to assist in all your uh, needs uh, join the few already enjoying the luxury of the awesome surfline one year bundle visit surfline.com surfline.com rather or any surfline shop or dial star 718 star 77 hash to sign up today surfline better together And Central University is Ghana's leading private Christian university and it's inviting the public to the opening of our new Accra City campus, Accra's Temple Abosokain. Come and apply now for any of our 41 degrees across several, several, several subject areas. Special fee concessions are available on all programs at the Christ Temple campus at Abosokain. Admissions are open for the February-March session of the 2021-2022 year. Call us on 594 081 658 or 302 396 or visit Instant admissions for qualified applicants are ongoing on all our campuses. Central University, Christian University, strong in applied sciences, strong in applied humanities. Alright, so go ahead. So what I'm saying is that mm-hmm. when something when something happens one to one group, you can say, well. Yeah, it happens, right? Yeah. When it happens twice, you could say it's a coincidence. But when you see it happening consistently over a period of time, it reveals a deeper issue. So what am I saying? This week, we've covered two stories. Indeed, we've covered three stories. So the UTAG is not an areas issue. UTAG is more about a premium they expect to be paid and commitments that were made that they believe have not been honored. So that's a bit different, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, two stories we've been uh, talking about, which is the issue of NAPCO trainees and five months of arrears. Okay. Now, that's a story that has been on for the past, I don't know, four months. Okay, so probably November. That's when this NAPCO thing became an issue. And it's been five months, they've not been paid. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, the reason this is serious is that NAPCO was supposed to be one of the major highlights of the 2019 or 2018 budget. Mm-hmm. Something that was brought in to help deal with the youth bulge, to stop as a stopgap measure for job creation. On paper, it sounds great. There were questions about whether they were going to be paid their social security, whether it was a proper job or not. And somebody said, well, if I'm offering you 700 CDs, you, you, you take it for now, and then we'll think about how to phase you out. Yeah. Now, two things. We are saying, we are being told that NAPCO is going to be phased out in some ministries. So, for example, Ministry of Chieftaincy wrote a letter and said they would not, the NAPCO people should not return. We saw that letter. Mm. And then for five months, they've not been paid. Okay. Now, let me just take this All one. All modules. Let me take this one by one. Okay. Fertilizer suppliers. Government owes fertilizer suppliers <coughs> of so much money. I think about 60% of the fertilizer suppliers claim they've not been paid. And because they don't want to come out and speak for fear of whatever reason, the Peasant Farmers Association s- came out last week to say that if government doesn't pay fertilizer f- suppliers, this year's farming will be adversely affected. This was just last week. Yeah. right? So if peasant farmers led by Charles Nyaba have come out to say that government should pay fertilizer suppliers, fertilizer suppliers don't want to come on there and say pay us. We know how Ghana is. So I believe that peasant farmers right now the supply of input is critical for our agri sector the way agriculture sector works without fertilizer it's going to be difficult to get the yields you need so this issue of fertilizer supplies is one 
Number two, as we said, NAPCO trainees have not received five months salary or five month arrears allowance. So let's assume it's 700 cities. So national service is around 560 cities or 600 cities. NAPCO is 700 cities. 7535, 3500 cities. Okay. I mean, how have they been coping? How have they been going to work? These are people who left university some three, four years ago. All right. Some are doing community nursing, whatever, whatever. Five months arrears. Go for it. Imagine if you worked since we are in, we are in what? February. So January, December, November, October, September. So the last time you see the salary was for August. Yeah. Think about it. How are you going to survive? How are you going to survive? You know, and I think that government should prioritize these people before even paying itself. You get because if somebody is working for seven hundred cities and you haven't paid it for five months, imagine if you are not paid for five months. The last salary received was probably in September. Yeah. Charlie, which means you chop a dry Christmas. But but the reason why I'm still thinking on the NAPCO matter we need to talk to Dr. Anyas today is there hasn't really been an update on what phase two of a NAPCO looks like. In the sense that for most of them, October last year was the end of the program, the three-year program. You know, and there was a lot of talk about how this was supposed to go. But if you haven't paid me for phase one, why are you even thinking of phase two? No, that's the it's quite clear that phase two may suffer a still bit. Yeah, but that's because if phase, one, if phase one, <laughs> phase one, five months arrears, why would they do phase two? I want to know. <laughs> I don't think they will come out and say that NAPCO has been suspended. It's probably going yeah, to happen. And that's the point I'm It's probably going to happen on departmental basis, like the ministry uh, has written. So that. now you are thinking along the same lines I'm thinking because then we can start asking the question of so does that mean like on the quiet, NAPCO is dying? dying? Well, maybe that's what you start is meant to resurrect. I don't know. I don't, see, I don't want to speculate. Let, don't, yeah, that's don't, what I'm don't, saying. Don't really it's a legitimate there. question. Five months arrears not paid, and I'm establishing a pattern. Let's talk about teachers. And again, all of this is just February issue. Ecofredia High Court ordered that a number of vehicles belonging to GES in the Eastern region be auctioned to settle a judgment debt of 3.4 million cities. The directive from the court was a result of a case brought before it by 102 teachers in the Eastern region who were owed salary arrears of more than five years. Right? Five years salary arrears, 102 teachers. And this is just this month. Now, the Association of Aggrieved Teachers also disputed claims by the president that teachers had been paid their legacy arrears. This was January. The leadership of the CTAG suspended an indefinite strike against government. Despite calling off the strike, CTAG wants the government to address the disparate payment of arrears for the 2017 to 2020 uh, academic year. All right. So there are issues of salary arrears for College of Education teachers, which led to a strike. There are aggrieved teachers who say that there are salary arrears which they consider legacy arrears have not been paid. Then the school feeding program. So, yes, the Ghana National School Feeding Caterers Association said although 98% of their members were received full payment for the second term of the last academic year, the caterers say that government should make sure that arrears for the third term are settled right so the second term was paid but the third term was not paid then youth in afforestation beneficiaries of youth in afforestation program under the forestry commission said the government must do well to honor its promise to pay allowances owed them or they will embark on a demonstration 
on Thursday, December 16th. That was the background. Now, today, we've had an update on the story. They've been assured that they will be paid. Let me just get that story for you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, for the NAPCO, for instance, I can give no, you not, one. No, not NAPCO. I'm talking about youth in a fire station. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Last night on CNN, yeah, there no. was a story to that effect. And the CEO assured them that um, they, they said they'll be paid by end by of the, the week. end of the week. Yes. Yes, they said they'll be paid insurance. by end of the week. So let me just read that story. But it's still part of the trend, right? Yes. Um, Forestry Commission has assured that allowances in areas of beneficiaries of the youth in afforestation program will be paid by end of the week. This follows a protest by some beneficiaries on Monday to compel the government to pay the areas. The workers complained that the allowances had not been paid for more than four months. So what happened? You see, most of these are traced to four months. Mm, what happened? It was, so it, it looks like September. Something happened in September. Are you following me? So, NAPCO is five months. Youth in Afroestation is four months. It's almost similar. Now, the workers complained that the allowances had not been paid for more than four months. They wrote placards with inscriptions such as, No long talk. Pay us our money. No allowance. No green Ghana. We are hungry. No money to feed our families. Pay us, among others, to express their concern. Addressing the protesters at the head office of the Forestry Commission, CEO John Alote assured that the areas should be paid. The assurance is that by this week, you will be paid. By close of the day, I will be able to confirm the number of months. So it may not even be the full thing. Meanwhile, a spokesperson for the beneficiaries of youth in afforestation, Bosman Educhum Enim, called on Lance and Natural Resources Minister to ensure that they are paid. He warned that the government tree planting project was at stake in the matter. Now, you know I'm asking this. You know when I interviewed Mr. Bujinapo, I asked him, how much do you spend on the tree planting? They spend quite a bit. So is it that that amount did not include the money that the people who did the tree planting would be paid? Do you get my point? Mm-hmm. And I'm not done. No. Let's continue the, the discussion. Ghana Medical Association urged the government to address issues concerning settlement of outstanding areas of its members within the next two weeks. All right. According to the GMA, the National Labor Commission agreed to resolve some outstanding demands, hence its call on the government to speed up the implementation of the roadmap. This was in November 2021. Okay. Uh, I saw another one which I wanted to add to the list I have in front of me. And these were health physicians. But that's different. It wasn't an areas issue. Then Ghana Airports. Right? Ghana Management of Ghana Airports Company outlined a six-month roadmap aimed at addressing all statutory and welfare deductions of staff of the company that had been in recent times been a source of agitation against the operators of the airport. Beginning from August 2021, all welfare and statutory deductions would be settled. The company has resolved. All right? The issue with the physician assistant is more to do with their conditions of service. So I don't want to add that Mm -hmm. to the issue. That's not a a fiscal issue. So same as the lecturers, they also have yes, conditions. Yes, so you tag is but you know if you, you can stretch you look, let's put it this way. If you want to if you want to stretch the argument, you can say you tag is unhappy because of money. Yes. And you can over you can even also say that if government had the money, this strike would not be going on because they probably would have said here is a commitment to make this payment because they want a certain amount of money to be paid on the basis of what they call the market premium. So if the finance ministry had the money, they would they would probably have paid or have assured of some payment. So I, I don't want to speculate, I don't have the details, 
but I think it's reasonable for me to say this. Although you could say the government is not paying because of principle, but if I look at the way the Minister of Education is trying to solve the strike problem from the meetings he's having, it's very clear that there's something beyond him. I've not even added, I've not even added the the last two weeks. People called into this show saying that if the buffer stock was not sent money, yes, if the government didn't send, if, if the Minister of Finance did not pay the Minister of Education and buffer stock, then suppliers of food for secondary schools may not be able to supply for this academic year. In fact, in December 2021, December 23 to be specific, Charles met with the um, uh, minister and Charles said that they needed their supplies to be paid and they needed their 30% to be paid. And that apparently, the level of indebtedness to to um, buffer stock was in excess of 300 million cities. So let's take it one by one on your finger. Fertilizer suppliers, one. NAPCO trainees, two. General teachers, three. You can add CTAG, four. School feeding program, five. Youth in afforestation, six. Ghana Maker Association, seven. Then, na- um, what was the name of this? Uh, fa- National Food Buffer Stock, eight. Then secondary schools, nine. All right? I don't want to do a back of the envelope calculation. There's a fiscal problem. <coughs> that's, the, that's the issue. It's a cash flow thing. Yeah. I've even added DACF, which is in arrears for, for four quarters. You know? Somebody sent us a message and says we should add road contractors. Oh, my Lord and my God. I forgot them. When I come back, I'll update the list. And I, I want to make a case for a candid conversation about the state of government finances. What happened to the money? And what is the plan to make these payments? Well, Daniel Kanti is here. So it means it's time for tech and social media trends. It's brought to us by Vodafone. Good morning, Danny. Good morning, Bernard. Um, it's not easy. It's not oh. easy. It's not easy. Yesterday, in fact, last night, there was a lot of drama on social media. Um, mm-hmm. The trends have been taken over by love-related topics. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Um, oh! Vows Day 2022 is still trending. Um, the same thing was happening throughout the day. Uh, mm-hmm. People professing their love, people being denied, <laughs> people being bounced. Mm. Um, some was funny, some was sad. Mm. Um, Nast, the, the nun rapper on Twitter, she says about... Um, so, funny so the boat driver turned down uh, my music to wish his girl a happy uh, Val's Day. And uh, she says, expect he should expect one star. Mm. Um, Kofi9 on Twitter <laughs> says, um, ask your friends to check if they can see the Snapchat story too. Maybe he has customized the Snapchat story viewers, so you are the only one who can see it. And that's a feature on Snapchat where you can pick and choose who sees your snap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you might think that um, I've posted a story or I've posted your picture. But... Um, you are the only one who can see it. Nobody else can see it. And mm. so some of the tricks that people have been using. Mm-hmm. Um, something was also trending uh, yesterday. <laughs> it's a, quite a sad story. Mm. So something's girlfriend um, texted him. She said something, you know my dad always views my WhatsApp status. So I will not be able to post you tomorrow. But I will post one of my cousins instead. So my dad won't suspect anything. And then he replies, okay, my love, with uh, heart emojis. Um, the brother has been deceived. <laughs> 
it's just unfortunate. Um, but yesterday trending um, was a brunch in the city with love in the city. Both hashtags were trending. And um, honestly, I think since AJ started a, a series on the um, calling and uh, that sort of thing from last week, I think yesterday's one was the best um, episode yet. Okay. And uh, with the story of um, Philomena and the Four Nights, um, Robert um, asked AJ to call Philomena and they asked her to guess. Um, Philomena mentioned Ato, Lawrence, and then Peter, who is also called uh, Nana Kwame. So Peter always has a lot of aliases. And then, Philomena. Uh, so yes, Robert was very disappointed. Philomena said she's been involved with, or she's talking to four, uh, three different guys. She's, she's, she's keeping her options open. Open, yeah. So four guys, Ato, Lawrence, Peter, a.k.a. Nana Kwame, mm. and then Robert. Um, I was Robert who called, so that's huge. A heartbreak for him. So he's on number four on the list. Number four. Yay. It's sad. You, even him, you see, they had to mention his name before she said, ah, Robert. Oh, you're not on the radar. <laughs> it's hard, though. It's not hard. He's on the radar as much as he thinks he's on the That's radar. That's problem. <laughs> yeah, you see, he said it's not fair. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You, you are married, so you don't experience this. Also in the trends, uh, Yvonne Nelson is trending. Um, yesterday, Nigerian comedian. Uh, Nasty Black. Yeah, I saw that video. Yeah, he posted a video. I'm sure they are just doing their thing. Nasty Black has done a couple of collabs with Yvonne Nelson. Yeah, but he posted a video with Yvonne Nelson with the caption Happy Vows Day. And it's got a lot of people talking, speculating as to whether uh, that is her new catch. Uh, Nasty Black, if that is your new catch, uh, congratulations, my brother. Um, you've hit it big. I wish you all the best. Uh, because Yvonne Nelson is. Uh, you don't have technology news for me. So, oh, no, so today, love stories. Today there is love. But it was love. So, so love. Oh. Year two unlimited calls. Oh, Vodafone Red is you know here. Jack, me to no expiry with Vodafone Red. Yes, star two zero zero hash, huh? I bab the move when you be what? Vodafone Red, no lie. Co-craft me top man to you because I call a browser. Vodafone Red, star two zero zero hash. As the same. See, see, dear, yeah, Casaco, no, yeah, browser. Star two zero zero hash gives you unlimited calls on Vodafone to Vodafone. More data, more talk time to friends on other networks. No expiry and the best value at a Affordable prices. Vodafone ready the Unyao. Simply dial star two zero zero hash to choose a package that best suits you from as low as one Ghana city. Vodafone. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city 97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city 973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city 973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city973. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. You see, true love, she used to leave here before. But I don't mess up and true her out the 
So the question we have is, what's happening to government finances? Uh, does the budget reflect all of the various things that's going on? And if you just tuned in, we're just doing a back of the envelope. This, this is not even based on uh, analyzing any accounts or going through any document. Just basically using news reports that have not been denied. S- um, the senior high school payment, we don't know if the 30% has been paid now. There was also the over 300 million old buffer stock company, which we found at, as, as of last week was a major challenge. 60% of fertilizer supplies claiming they hadn't been paid. Napco trainees owed five months arrears. CTAG um, saying that they were owed 2017-2018 arrears and I think 2019 as well. Then we had some teachers in the Eastern region also being owed money. School feeding program, third term payment wasn't made as of the time we were reading this report. Youth in afforestation, not paid four months arrears. Ghana Medical Association, um, uh, they, they were more like saying certain assurances needed to be given about monies owed them, which they, they needed to hear. They wanted a roadmap, and this was in November. Now, I'm told road contractors are also owed a substantial amount of money, close to 8 billion CDs. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm being told. I'll, I'll verify this. Right. So, what's the story? What's happening to government finances? Okay, what's happening to government finances? And why? Why? It, it seems to me as if around September something happened. I'm not sure. But it seems as if something something's going on. And I'm not getting a clear word on it. You see, my, my concern is that, yes, I hear that we should talk about the e-levy, which will bring in $6 billion or whatever, but is that the full story of government finance? Is it just an e-levy issue? Is there a bigger issue with government finance than we are being told? Mm. Are these areas normal? For example, I remember when you I... You had the DACF? No, I didn't know. You see, when I interviewed Dan Butchway, this is like, when ago, the last year, he said, oh... DSCF is always in arrears. Two quarters, not four. 
Uh-huh. So that's the issue. The so usually DACF is in arrears. So it's not it's not an issue. No, but it, it is not an issue when it is in arrears by two quarters. Okay, so it now it's in arrears four. four quarters. So how are the digital assemblies running? I don't know. Mm. So what's what's going on? We need some answers. We need uh, let's read some comments. We, we need some answers on this because DACF wrote youth in afforestation, school feeding, NAPCO, fertilizer. And think about it, fertilizer is agri sector. Mm. Um, food buffer stock is education. And then contractors is the road sector. Mm. Arguably, three of the sectors with the most people depending on it. Because if you take out agri and education, those are two major. You're talking about farmers, input suppliers. You're talking about, um, uh, what do you call it? teachers pupils all right so the government has to explain to us what's going on with its finances and whether we are being given a full picture of the situation on the ground what is the real situation okay in terms of government finances yeah but this one says the issue you are discussing is that has been Ghana's problem for years now we spend more than we generate annually and then we borrow to make up the difference no individual can do that and survive because with time the lenders we will know you can't make due on your payments that's the Ghanaian problem until that is fixed we'll continue to have these issues in every sector as the government simply does not have the cash to pay and remember there was an announcement to cut all expenditure by 20 percent at the beginning of the year and it says GOG is broke that's according to Selassie the list is getting longer mm-hmm. this one says I think the UTAG matter goes beyond money yes the recurring nature of the expenditure will offset uh, government, but the bigger issue is that other unions are jogging and warming up on the sidelines. Give them their wish, and all others will demand same. That is the bigger issue. Mm. Okay, those are mm. some of the messages. And Nee from Bachelor, now he seems to have a very different opinion. He says, if government doles out unbudgeted money to people for their negligence, i.e., market fires, incidental accidents due to unnecessary and irresponsible rioting, unnecessary and unwarranted unwarranted allowances to government workers etc how can the government get money to pay for flagship programs for the youth and so on mm. but don't you pay that which is statutory first before you pay that which is incidental do you get my point so let me read let me read this one which will make it even worse guys so apparently leap beneficiaries have also not been paid since november mm. and i'm told there are two cycles and you know you know leave they won't make noise because leave they are poor yeah. so they won't come out and say we leave beneficiaries haven't been paid but leaves leave so, and this is still since november so i think the thing started, started in, in the november. fourth quarter of 2021 something happened check, there. You see, check for me what whether did anything happen what happened around that time november I'll check yeah september november of that time because not november necessarily means let's start from september ish yeah you know what, what happened around that time? I'll check. So I've added leap to it too. So somebody, then this is now over 12. Well, yes, somebody says, add the fact that NHI is in arrears for 10 months. Oh we'll boy. Have to confirm oh that. boy. I have to confirm that. Oh, stop. NHI it. is what is in arrears. It says NHI. Okay, so now we need to find out whether or not the service providers are the ones whose money is in arrears. So we have to find out. We'll have to check. So maybe, the, please, if you sent us this message, please give us some clarity. Yes, arrears. For what is it like um, supply of medicines? Supply is it the hospitals? 
Just let us know. Give us details about the NHS. As for service providers being in areas, I think that sometime last year we read stories to the effect that they were crying out for monies to be to be paid. They're crying for their monies to be paid. Well, if you've been affected by any of these payment challenges, send us a voice note. We want to hear from you. How are you dealing with it? Whether you're a NAPCO beneficiary, whether you are a youth in afforestation beneficiary, whether you're a road contractor, if you can disguise your voice, if you're a road contractor, whether you're a fertilizer supplier, whether you are a senior high school manager, whether you're a caterer for the school feeding program, whether you are a supplier to the buffer stock company, whether you are a lead beneficiary, whether you are a medicine supplier for the NHIS, whether you are a member of the GMA, whether you are a teacher, um, whether you are a district chief executive, <laughs> who feels that enough is enough? <laughs> Send me a voice note 0549986996. But before we get back to that topic, at Shell, you can get all kinds of things for just 100 CDs in the Young Kong promotion. Buy fuel worth 100 CDs or more. You can win free fuel, TV sets, motorbikes, mobile phones, airtime, or extra loyalty points to redeem any gift of your choice. There are over 80,000 gift items up for grabs, and the best part is you get to win instantly. Promo runs from now to 31st March 2022. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, more comments. This one says, please add contractors executing get fund projects. Um, this one also says, rotation nurses have also not been paid anything since they started their rotation. Nursing training allowances also in arrears. Um, uh, this one, I got this one. Uh, let, me, let, let me ask a question, Godfrey. Maybe you can help me here. Mm. You read a story today that banks are not lending to the private sector. Yes, and the BNFT. Bring it to me. You know why I'm asking this question? If, if, if <laughs> banks are not lending to the private sector and government, government owes all these bodies... Why doesn't government go to the banks to ask for money? You know, if, if I mean, I, I, again, guys, this, this is me just doing back of the envelope analysis. If, 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 if the if the government doesn't have money, and the banks are not lending to the private sector, then it suggests that the banks may prefer lending to government. So, why isn't government going to local? banks for money to to make these payments unless the local banks themselves are hot really i don't know i'm just speculating because I, i'm saying you owe you don't you, your 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 international debt level is high a significant chunk of debt is also locally yes but that one is you see the way your foreign debt works is not the way your local debt works your local debt is city denominated all right so it's not deficiency has affected that much so and your international debt, a lot of this is from the bond market. And because of all the credit rating stuff, you pay a premium to go and borrow into international markets. That doesn't make sense. Okay. Now, we have how many banks in Ghana? What's the total capitalization of our banks? The banks make money by lending. Okay. Now, here you are. The banks are not lending that much to private sector. But then means the banks have money. So they should lend to the government. And the government should use that money to pay. I don't know if it makes sense. But if you owe... It, I, 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 the only sector I haven't heard properly is health. 
No, actually, NHIS is yes. so, yeah, so almost every sector there's debt. Education, agri, health, lands and forestry, roads, that's infrastructure, get fund, you know. So what what is what is I want to know what government is doing. You know, you don't tell me uh, E Levy. E Levy, the things I'm reading today in terms of the fiscal challenges of government. I don't think e-levy begins to even address it unless the e-levy is supposed to be used as collateral for more borrowing there is yes, because the things are, of that too the things i've itemized here the amount of money you want to raise if i look at government revenue measures in the 2022 budget there's no way that's going to deal with all, all of these things. things so is the e-levy supposed to be used then to collect more money from other places you know so government we really need some answers from you so i want to hear from those of you who, who are old all right how are you coping you know and the other question i have for the government is fine you may not have money how do you prioritize your payments because I me mean, i don't see why napco trainees should napco people should not be paid do you understand mm-hmm. i mean how much does it if you if you i mean why will a minister get paid and napco person will not be paid you should start with the napco people do you get me? Pay the NAPCO people first, pay the youth in afforestation first, and then you pay the chief director. But don't pay the chief director and the minister, and then you say the NAPCO person there, you should go and look for something to eat. Because the NAPCO person, the self-honest is all he has. So you can't you can't not pay the NAPCO trainee. You get me? So I don't know how they prioritize the payment. We need to understand the rubric government uses to pay people. Okay? How do you not pay a NAPCO trainee and yet people who are driving four wheel drives are paid? They rather should be. <laughs> they should rather be sitting at home. Somebody sending me information from the banking side. Oh yes, uh, this one says banks are already lending to the government through T bills and government bonds. Okay. Okay, and all on banks' books. You notice mm. a huge part of the asset or its assets in government bonds and bills. Ah. This is part of the local stock of government's indebtedness. Hmm. Well, I, I've said the cut among the pigeons with this suggestion, right? Okay. So, I mean, we know, we know that government holds a lot of bonds. You know, basic economics will tell you that when government borrows from local financial institutions, what the government does is that it crowds out lending to private sector. So let me give you a very typical example. Let's assume Kojo wants to do rice in Aveime, or he wants to do rice at Asutuari. He has the good land. He has, as he's been assured of um, a buyer, so he probably needs two hundred thousand dollars to develop the the rice value chain. Okay, he goes to a bank. Let's say he goes to ADB that he wants two hundred thousand dollars to do the rice. He has people who will buy. They're advertising the rice on city. Well, that two hundred thousand, maybe let's okay. Let's assume it's one fifty thousand. A million cities. Government treasury bills will give that same bank 10%. Let's even assume 12% return. Versus giving that 1 million to Kojo. He won't give it to Kojo. He'll give it to you. Go and buy the government tea bills. Go and take that 1 million to do something and pay back a year later at that 12%. Just that. There's no guarantee that Kojo, the bank will calculate and say there's no guarantee that Kojo will make the 12% back in a year and pay back based on whatever rice is doing. Because the rain may not fall. Somebody may steal his rice. His rice farm may burn. Just that. So, when an economy has government fiscal challenges and they borrow locally, it crowds out the private sector. Then that affects 
and the, the problem with that is that when the private sector doesn't have access to credit, Kojo cannot do that farm, so he will not be able to do his rice. So, so for example, let's assume he wants to produce rice and send to Senyo his rice meal. They will not they will produce under capacity, so they can't pay the level of taxes government needs. You see how the, the cycle becomes vicious. So once you don't inv- you don't lend to private sector to do business to a certain level, private sector to revenue capacity is low because their production capacity is low. Private sector cannot raise the level of taxes, and we are back to square one. You get me? And this is the problem this government was supposed to fix. So I really want to hear, I, I want a, a cogent plan for dealing with the immediate challenges, the fiscal challenges, and the long-term issues. Because I, I am not hearing... I mean, I listened to the finance minister a couple of times in the Tamale one. And I think the Tamale one, he spent a bit more time talking about collective responsibility. Well, he aired his frustration. Yes, he, he, like he sounded very, very frustrated. But I feel he needs to come again. He needs to seriously come again and put the chips on the table about why all these people are owed. What, went, what happened? So is it that, for example, we didn't pay the tax we were supposed to pay? But that's not... That, you see, taxes are a more general... See, this is a very specific trend of indebtedness we are seeing. So is, is the problem with gift-miss? Is there a challenge with some people who owe us and didn't pay us? How come between September, October, November, December, January? This happens. All of this is going on. Just, we need some explanation of this as a, a part of the, the government fiscal challenges. John Kuma, if you are there, please, we need you. Come and explain what's going on with your fiscals so we can understand the long-term issues. You see, we can, we can, we can see some of the long-term things but this short-term fiscals thing is very serious you know and most of the people you owe cannot come out and say it because i don't see how this chief executive can come and say four months four four quarters arrears and therefore uh, we can't run the assemblies they won't come and say that you know so we need some answers from the government More comments coming in. This one says, Bernard, the government is already borrowing indirectly from the banks to the bonds and T-bills. Currently, about 60% of customer deposits are in government bills. Ooh. Bernard, the challenges with the local borrowing from the banks as of now is that it's as best a Ponzi scheme. This is because we auction new government debt security to honor maturing debts. Very little is left for those new funds to pay for anything meaningful. This is from somebody in the agri sector. Bernard, our problems are simple. Our government is too big and autonomously inept. <laughs> simple way to resolve this, cut government size, reduce the size of government, and the extent of their decision influences. Empower the local authorities to generate revenue and implement their local policies that inure to their benefit. The bigger the executive coffers and decisions they influence, the more corruption and frivolous decisions you get. Take a critical look at all government policies and initiatives. And 90% of them don't make developmental sense. In conclusion, we need to reduce the executive size and influences to achieve efficiency and development. This is from Ernest.
Well, in the face of all of this, we will be bringing you your money. <laughs> we will be bringing you your money at 8.30, brought to you by Carl Bank. And then I'll, I'll go to Parliament to see if I can get a clue of what is going on with government finances. What is going on with government finance? I'll, I'll, I'll go to Parliament to see if I can get some answers, since I can't seem to get them from where I am, I am looking for. And... Uh, So, in the face of government fiscal <laughs> challenges, what is Nathan Kwa going to advise me to do? Uh, yes, I'm just going to advise you to, as much as possible, try withdrawing money from your bank's ATMs. For people who use the ATM very often, you are moving about, you need cash and all of that. Yes, you may find another bank's ATM. It may work for you. It's convenient. It will cut out all the stress. But over time, it starts to... You lose some money. We all know the charges that are, you know that you attract when you use another bank's ATM. So as much as possible, use your bank's ATM. Try to use Google. Find where you can locate some of your bank's ATMs. Use those and save yourself the extra ten CDs, twenty CDs that you know you are losing in addition to all the money you are you are you are taking. I thought out you were going to advise account. me that I shouldn't even go near my bank. <laughs> but, all that is going. But on. the point is, what can you do? You do need money. So for those who use their ATMs, please try and use your bank's ATM. It will As save against you a little another money. institution. And yes, knowing that there's a there's a commission you pay and there's a charge you pay for doing that. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Good morning, City. I am in Abkotruni and I educate Ghana Modro. I have all the qualifications that qualified me to be a teacher in the classroom. Even newly posted teachers training who come, they come to me for guidelines. I've been in the school for more than five, four years now. I was there as a service personnel after which I applied for the NAPCO. I can deliver more than any other person. Still, no way for me. I have my license, I have my national service. All the document that is needed for me to be employed, I have given everything. When we apply, we upload it. Career pathway, we did everything because of demo. Napco, in collaboration with the government, is saying they are doing head counts. Which head counts are you counting again? What information do they need from us now? We have given everything to them, so they are doing everything that they can do to stop us. What is the meaning of this? I am married, I have three children, all of them they are in school now. Since school resumed, they've not been able to go back to school because. I am not able to pay their school fees. When they hear that two, two months, and in fact, it's annoying. Just only two months, the whole world, it appear on BBC, CNN, that they have paid up Kutronis. My landlord come and ask of his money. And everybody that you bought, they, they say they have paid you. How much is it? 1300 Can't even pay your debt. You, they have left it and we are struggling and the most painful aspect people know that you are working people know that you are working meanwhile you are working alright but they are not paying you what is the meaning of this?
Hello, city. Good morning. Let's say my name is Kobe, and I'm an APCO trainee. So basically, of, um, officially, we have not been paid for four months, but unofficially, it's five months. I'm saying five months because for January, we have not submitted our timesheets. That is the forms you're supposed to submit to get paid. So officially, we submitted for four months, and we threatened demonstration that was supposed to be today. So suddenly, we are told that we will be paid, and we've been paid two months. That's um, September, October. I, I, I think it's because we threatened the demonstration because we have been complaining for a very long time and we are not responding. I'm being told that for those in Hill, Ghana, that is the health, sec the health part of NAPCO, those people's arrears go far back as 11 months. But for that one, I cannot verify. For what I can verify is that we initially owed uh, officially four months, unofficially five months, and now they've paid two months. And it has been hectic because I have friends who are married and basically they have to be picking cars. Some of them have to be working to work and it's been bad. We keep, we keep on complaining, we kept on complaining and very little was done about it. So for some miraculous reason, all of a sudden they've paid, they've paid two months and they're being told that they'll be doing a headcount. So we should come to Accra, opposite AMA tomorrow somewhere for a headcount to verify that we are really at post since October. Thank you very much. Hello, good morning, city team. I'm a NAPCO personnel, and Dr. Nyas and the NAPCO Secretariat are very disappointing. They've been very, very disappointing. And I don't think I will be part of NAPCO in the upcoming times ahead. Because when you see how they pay us, it's very bad. The last time I received my allowance was in August, which is very, very bad. How do they expect me to continue going to work? Since September, I've stopped going to work, and I don't think I'll return ever again. I'm done with NAPCO. They've been very, very bad, and the way they've handled this project has been very, very bad. Bernard, good morning, and good morning to the good listeners of City FM. My, my my boss is also a victim of this. The government owes him so much, so, so, so much. Even uh, Coco Board owes him, they've not paid him for the past four years. Now, he has finished many contracts. They are supposed to pay him, they've not paid him. As I'm speaking with you, sometimes we chase, go to controller. We can go to controller continuously for two weeks. The man doesn't even come to office early. You come to office around 10 o'clock. Before you know it, he has left by 2 o'clock. He's always not on seat. Uh, today, tomorrow, today, tomorrow. They owe us so much. And the interesting thing is they are still compounding him with too many contracts. Do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. Yes, you people don't have the money to pay us. And his people are also depending on this man to pay them. So how does he pay them when you are not paying him and you are expecting him to finish the contract? Good morning, Bernard and team. Please, I'm a NAPCO trainee. And in October, the ending of October, we were told to exit the program. Then a week later, we were asked to go back. Since then, there, there hasn't been any official communication as to the way forward for the second phase of the program until Friday we were owed five months 
that is from September, October to now. They paid some people September and October, and others only received only September. For now, I, we don't even know the way forward. And the sad thing is that there hasn't been any official communication as to what to do next, whether to stay at post or to exit the program officially. In fact, life is very hard for me because I'm a single mother. And even the 700 was not even enough. So having to be with that pay for over five months and a single mother, you can imagine. At least the CEO of the program should come out and tell us something. We want to know the way forward of the program. And it's, it's, it's so difficult and very pathetic as a graduate. So sad living in this country. I, I'm, I'm just frustrated and don't know what to do. Thank you. Good morning, Bernard and team. Here is Dali from Akka. I'd like you to also find out which government ministry has its leaders not paid. Yes, please find out which government institution has its leaders having financial clearance challenges, like the ministers, like the deputy ministers, which of them is having his or her salary in arrears. Thank you and have a blessed day. Good morning. This is the last speaking from Atayoko. I'm an APCO trainee. I happen to be teaching in a in a school, and as it stands now, they are lacking teachers. They they asked us to go back to work with no condition. The rest that were paid was paid based on um, was paid based on the contract, which ended in October. So what is our fate now? We don't even know whether the go back to work is with a condition to be paid or not to be paid. We don't know what is going on. The government is just joking with graduates in the country. So please help us. Kewa. Alright, so let me talk to uh, the ranking member on the road committee on at least the aspects of this that that affect the sector quite quite clearly there, there there's almost now 15 different <laughs> areas of inquiry uh, we started from uh, the educational sector senior high school payments 30 percent 350 million buffer stock 60 percent fertilizer suppliers five months napco trainees CTAG 2017 areas School feeding program, third term payments, youth in afforestation, four months. GMA also says some areas due them. Road contractors, we don't know the full amount. Mr. Abuja will tell us. Get fund contractors also not paid, that's nine. DACF four quarters in areas, that's ten. NHIS, that's eleven. Um, LEAP, that's twelve. Um, 
then you can add you tag and other things okay so let's talk about the root side honorable abuja thanks for for joining us um morning uh, morning how are you doing i'm all right so the sector that you are you are ranking member is roots and is the roots root sector right yes please what is the fiscal situation there what what do you know about payments made to people in that sector who who need to be paid well it's quite uh, challenging um based on the last submit the press the minister had coco road coco board alone uh has awarded projects that's around 14 billion ghana cities and i doubt how much money they have got to pay you remember in the past they were arguing and i actually went and instituted uh, an audit into coco road project under president mahama and paid various sums uh, for that consultancy as it turns out the minister confessed that he did not even use any procurement process to select the auditor which is another matter we can talk about later uh, the last time the ministry briefed the committee uh, it appeared the ministry the, the, the obviously coco roads don't fall under the ministry in terms of payment uh, the ministry's agencies feeder road highway urban road do the consultancy for them but the actual payment comes from the coco uh, road uh, uh, coco road fund the minister said that they i mean according to the document they were owing contractors to the tune of over seven billion my check last week suggests that that money has gone beyond eight billion ghana cities Last week, on the floor of Parliament, answering, uh, I mean, during the reading of the, the business statement, I overheard the, uh, the deputy majority leader suggesting that they are going to, uh, this week, they are going to pay uh, some 75 million Ghana City. Uh, to, uh, they are going to disperse that amount of money to road contractors. <laughs> you, you owe 8 billion. Uh, uh, maybe 4 billion of that is uh, money. Uh, the, the funds for those roads could have been coming from road fund alone. But the, the, the tragedy of the road fund is that the road fund generates about 2 billion Ghana cities currently annually. Uh, out of that, about 80 million Ghana cities come from the road toll. As you are aware, the out of capping, the capping act that the Ministry of Finance brought to Parliament, only about half of the road fund is, allow, is, is spent on road-related re- expenditure. The rest is taken out and used for something else. So even the road fund that is supposed to be a bit of a cushion to contractors, uh, a, a chunk of it is not available to, to pay road contractors. So if you are going to say that you have, you have 75 million to pay road contractors, what, 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 what would that do to 4 billion Ghana cities? And that is why I am at pain that whilst we talk about E-Levy, just after the reading of the budget statement, Bernard, no Ghanaian road user I mean, a driver actually complains about the payment of road tolls. What they complain about is that they don't know whether the road toll they are paying actually amounts to improvement in roads. So if they can see improvement on their road, they are not angry about paying road tolls. They know every country that their road tolls. So what is the essence of suspending the payment of road tolls in anticipation of e-levy to the tune that then we lose uh, between 220 to 250,000 Ghana cities a day out of not non-collection of the road at toll. Imagine since 15, uh, 17th, 18th of November last year till today, we are we are expecting that at least 12 billion Ghana cities would have been lost willfully by the actions of the road minister. So the road sector financing 
it's a big problem. The only road project you see going on currently would be roads that we have uh, actually procured loans for. Those ones are relatively active. But the ones that are on GOG, many, many, many of the contractors are not working. And they owe heavily, they owe the bank heavily. Many of them are folding up. And to make it worse, Bernard, whenever you see government pay, let's say, 100 CDs towards a road project, because the money is owed the contractor so long, in some cases, Bernard, 40 CDs of the 100 CDs is just for interest on delayed payment. It means it's of no value to the contractor, no value to the state. It's just a waste. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Well, Honorable, the, the minister said at the recent meet the press, if I recall, no, actually, that was last year. He has said that 800 million had been made available for payment of works executed by road contracts across the country. This was in August 2021. So, in the recent meet the press, what amount did you say he said he had he had made available? 75 million? No, the, the, just, just last week, the, the you know, the chairman of the road fund board is the honorable finger market. He said uh, in parliament last week that they are this week they are going to pay some 75 million. Uh, Ghana CD to road contractors out of the road fund. That is after, in fact, that will probably be the first payment this year out of the road fund. But the point is that the, the road fund is supposed to generate 2 billion Ghana CD. I, it doesn't make sense to cap road fund. What it basically means is that you owe somebody 2 billion, now you decided to pay 1 billion, and later you pay 3 billion, you know, because you have to find another 1 billion to pay in terms of uh, uh, interest. Um, the 800 million, the so-called 800 million, the, the minister talked about the last time he talked about. You know what they did? They asked the contractors to go to Fidelity Bank and sign a bond. That yes, government agrees that they have owed, they are owing you money. So then bring this paper, bring this paper. Then they pay them some money. In other words, government has gone to commit themselves to paying interest because once Fidelity gives the money to some of the contractors, it means that Fidelity is not a charity. They will have to charge government an extra uh, interest on the money they have advanced to their contractors. And some contractors just basically refuse uh, to take up that offer. So it is a big problem. Sometimes you hear them, we have released this amount of money. Just go and find out whether, where, where the, that release money is lodged. Is it with uh, ministry, uh, how do you call it, uh, 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 how, uh, the, the, the road ministry or where? They, they just, I mean, Ujo money, they, they just talk about these things and the contractors, get apprehensive and start chasing around where is the money? Where can I find the money? Then he say go to Fidelity Bank and go and sign another contract with them that I, I want to take this money and when government finds the money, they'll pay. So we are in a mess in terms of the road, road sector. Right. And everybody needs to. What, what do you mean? This capping that you spoke about, how does it work in practice? Is there a specific threshold that is capped? And then, then beyond the cap, what is the rest used for? Does the minister have control or this then goes to finance ministry? Well, that is, I think there's, a, there's a, a problem about the way we wrote the road fund uh, law. In fact, in my view, the, 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 the funds, that the dedicated funds like uh, GET funds should be going into an escrow account controlled by the education minister and a board. The road fund should be going into an escrow account controlled by the ministry, the minister of road and a board. Now, we pay road funds, the way it's structured, it's paid into the consolidated fund. And as of the time that the finance minister decides, then they release part of it. That is why the, the, the Minister of Finance is able to pass a general law capping road funds, get funds, NHIs. So whenever you pay your tax, you pay road, uh, you pay uh, uh, tax. And obviously, you know, road fund is a factor of uh, a tax on fuel and road tolls and other things. 
You think that you are paying money toward the rehabilitation of uh, our roads, but about 40% of that money is capped, is taken to the central source and used uh, by the finance minister anyhow, which is, has nothing to do with roads. The same thing applies to get funds. We have actually uh, uh, approved a $1.5 billion uh, loan to uh, uh, approval to uh, road funds, uh, get funds, to pay road and the uh, uh, contractors who have worked on school buildings since 2014, 2015, 2016. When they took the money, go and check whether we don't ha- still have uh, uh, many con- uh, uh, get fund contractors who have done six unique classroom blocks that are in use now and have not been paid. They have rather gone to start new projects which they have not even fully paid. So the so-called Dachi, they, they set up a company called Dachi under the previous uh, uh, education minister. Uh, Dachi is basically hugely indebted now because the interest on the about $700 million is uh, drawn down. is it, it, piling up. So when you pay your get fund on your receipt, whether you buy things at the, uh, the, uh, in a shop and you see get fund uh, payment, a chunk of that money doesn't go to pay for infrastructure in your community. It, gets to, it goes to paying uh, interest on that. I mean, where are we going to go today? In fact, the day you see E-Levy approved, if it's approved, the following day you see this government run to the financial market to borrow about 10 billion Ghana City on the back of it. So E-Levy will not be a money available. And I see some contractors getting excited that when you pay, you pay them their money. The, the, the government owes tens of billions of cities to many people. They are not going to give you give that money to you. They are going to use it to do whatever they want to do that will give them a headway in 2024. That is the problem mm. we have. So when the, when, so when the road minister asks contractors to support E-Levy, you're saying they are not going to be paid directly from E-Levy. The E-Levy will be used as a, some level of collateral to yes. get in fact, to borrow money. Look at the E-Levy deal. I've been asking the question. Okay, you said you're going to get $6 billion. What percentage of that goes to pay road con? Because, you know, they've been saying this, oh, we we'll use it to create jobs, we we'll use it to pay road contractors. I asked them, what percentage of the E-Levy are you going to pay used to do road, uh, uh, to, to fund a road construction? It is not in the deal. Because there's a deliberate decision to make it such that the finance minister have full access to the money so he can decide. When you pay E-Levy, he can decide to go and do tree planting. He can decide to go and create a new Quango claiming that that will create jobs, which will end up in the NAPCO thing. So there's nothing in that bill that tells you that, okay, we are doing this. It's for road construction. 60% goes to road or 20% goes to job creation. That is the problem we have currently. So E-Levy would not eradicate the indebtedness of government towards road contracting. It may reduce part of it, but it is not a panacea. All right. The other point is we've been told that District Assembly Common Fund is in areas of up to four quarters. I'm asking you this question because you are an MP and therefore you know what's happening at the district level because that will also affect the release of your common fund. What do you know about the, uh, the, 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 the DACF? Have, do, they have, does it, does, do the District Assemblies have money and has your common fund been paid? And I'm talking about your, 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 your MP for Adaklu, I believe. Yes. So you will definitely know that the assembly that you are is it true that the fund is in four months, four quarters arrears? Yes, exactly. The, the, this assembly common fund is in arrears. In fact, the last time we were told that uh, the, this, uh, the administrator of this assembly common fund has been told to go and borrow money and pay part of the indebtedness. 
And Bernard, let let me ask you this question. Anytime you pay tax, the first percent of that is supposed to be set aside for uh, a, a, a common fund. So when the government tells common fund administrator to go and borrow money, what basically government is saying is that, yes, we've taken the money, but we've misapplied it. So go and borrow money whenever we find it. As a member of parliament, as, uh, we, we got some payment somewhere last year, which is probably 2020, a part of 2020 arrears, uh, paid into our account. Based on that, uh, Bernard, uh, I had somebody who uh, got finally got admission to the Makola Law School. In fact, I didn't know how much they, they were paying. They, they, they paid some ridiculous school fees. Uh, he was supposed to pay some 9000 something. And then I couldn't pay all of that. So I decided to support with a little amount of money. Uh, I had people who started school this uh, October, November, who, who needed to pay uh, admission fees. I've given approval. I've had somebody who uh, was treated, uh, magnet mostly, by uh, a hospital. And then uh, for 6,000 Ghana cities. And the person owes that money to the hospital. I said, look, I'll pay in installment. I've approved 2,000 Ghana cities. I have 30,000 cities which is money sitting in the MP Common Fund account from maybe some 2020 payments in, uh, uh, as we speak. Guess what? The, the account office at Adaku tells me that the gift me system is shut down since the beginning of this year, that they cannot process the document to pay the money. So the, 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 the guys who are supposed to be receiving support from me for school fees, hospital bills, are still struggling. Not because in this case there's no money, because that money was some 2020 money paid into the account, they are still not receiving their money because government, we are told, hasn't unlocked the gift me system for government expenditure. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I don't know what is going on in this country. So the district assemblies, majority of the people going to work this morning at the district assemblies are going to work to do nothing because they haven't gotten any money. So they go and sit around tables and chat. Not their fault because the fund to carry out the work are not go are not there. Do you know yeah, if I'm this probably... is is this gift me thing a technical problem or no. is it's been unlocked because there's no money in it? Yes, because if you unlock it, it means the assemblies may be trying to assess money allocated to them by the budget. Because it's a factor of the budget. But because the government is, is uh, they probably don't they haven't uh, loaded the twenty twenty two budget onto the gift me system. So they haven't they haven't opened it up. So including last week Friday when I checked at my assembly, these people have not been paid because the forgiveness system is, 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 is shut. That is, the, that is the difficulty we have currently. So the mess in which we are, but so whenever you see people talking, the president talking, and, and I, I guess, I, I don't get it. Dr. Baumier is the, chef, the, 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 the chairman of the economic management team. He should come out and tell us what is going on, especially on e How do you prescribe something as a financial to Ghana's economic uh, problem? And yet, mm. for the first time, Dr. Baumia won't talk about e How? How? Mm. What is going on? Uh, is Parliament minded to invite, say, the, district, the DACF administrator or any of these people, like controller? to come and address the specific things you're talking about. You're saying, for example, Give Me System hasn't been unlocked for these assemblies. The DACF has been asked to go and borrow money. Beyond the sector that you are in charge of, is it not time Parliament showed a bit more concern about these things and invited these people in charge to come and answer questions? Because as of now, most of my analysis is back-of-the-envelope analysis. We don't even have the facts to corroborate some of the things we, are, we, we can see are happening in, in government finances. 
Well, it's, it's a very good point you have made, and uh, I will not. Uh, I will think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a good point that Parliament should begin to call these people uh, to do this. But as you know, Parliament is overly fixated on uh, the, this uh, e level. So government business in the house is almost zero, apart from e level. Uh, the next business they, they do is uh, uh, heavy borrowing. If there's any loan to be taken, yes, then they will, they will be in a hurry to come and do that. But things that matter to the people which would draw down government uh, allocations, they are not doing it. But as you said, it maybe there's a, a process of uh, a, a, a process going on already to bring a common fund administrator to explain to us together with the, the Minister of Local Government. Maybe, maybe that is already in the pipeline. I, I can't say categorically yes or no because I'm not uh, part of leadership at that level in Parliament to know what they have already uh, planned. Maybe they have already planned it. So let's wait and see what uh, comes up this week. Finally, I've heard you say that you think the idea of closing toll boots is a bad idea. But, but we, the drivers, are not complaining. No. At least when we drive through the toll booth, it's free. There's no traffic. So I don't know why it's worrying you. Well, uh, Bernard, I, I, I have, I, I have uh, interacted with a lot of drivers. In fact, I, 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 I spoke to a, a group of uh, drivers some time ago, and he said, look, um, when I, I drive from Accra to Kumasi, uh, when I buy fuel, the tax element on the fuel I, I take to Kumasi and back is about 346 cities. The road toll I pay is about 60. So if he needs help to balance things up, the help to come from production of taxes on uh, petroleum products. He can deal with the four or six cities on road toll. No driver complains about paying road toll except to say that they are paying road tolls and they can't see that money being used to improve their roads. Currently, the, the, the road minister took an illegal decision to suspend the payment of road toll, by which we are willfully losing 250,000 cities a day. And then he goes to say that they are going to make sure they put police and other personnel in the toll booth to protect the vandalism of the, the property. The other day, he openly said, and there's video and everything, that they are going to convert the toll booth into public places or something. In Parliament, he tried to run away by saying that he's not talking about conversion of toll booth, but toll plazas to toilets and other things. And he said all sorts of things. The point is that when something actually generates money, that can take care of itself. Because when the, the staff of the ministry were there collecting the toll booth, you didn't need to go and put in extra police to just keep an eye on the, the infrastructure. But because you have removed that, you are not getting the money. Yeah, you want to spend more money. So I am saying that if you bring the road tolls back today, that will not be uh, too much burden on the Ghanaian taxpayer because they are already used to it. What burden they cannot deal with is for you to go and put extra police in the toll booth, pay them money for doing nothing. That is actual waste of money. So I am, if you ask me, I will say that bring the toll, the, 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 the toll booth back to uh, 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 activity and you can raise some money because that one is already law. That one, Ghanaians have already approved it. What Ghanaians haven't approved yet, which you are forcing them to do, is illegal. Ghanaians have already approved road tolls and they are not complaining about it. They are only saying that Use the money judiciously to improve the road. When I pay tolls at the toll booth at my motorway, I, want, I don't want to see tolls, I mean, I mean, how do you call it, uh, potholes on the motorway. That's all Ghanaian uh, motorists are asking for. So that is my point about the road toll. It's an illegal act, 
a decision taken by the road minister. We are losing money, and the, the properties are getting vandalized. Last week, uh, you heard me say that out of this, the road minister has gone to come to parliament to borrow about 4 million Ghana cities to build a new toll booth on a, new, uh, on a, a bridge that is about to be built. And 4 million cities borrowed to build a new toll booth. So you build it, and then later you convert it into toilet. Hmm. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Governor Kwame Abuja. He's the MP for Adaklu. He's also the ranking member on the Roots Committee. <laughs> So we've mentioned almost a dozen areas of fiscal challenge. We dealt with just a couple in this interview, the road sector. And Mr. Boja is telling us that contractors are owed to the tune of 8 billion CDs. And quite a substantial amount of, a chunk of that is in the road sector, the cocoa road sector. He also alleges that the DACF, even though uh, 2020, so essentially says there's a four quarter arrears for the DACF. So the districts haven't been paid for four quarters. He says an amount was released for the 2020, one, one quarter in 2020, but they cannot access the money because the gift me system is not open. So even though the money is in the account, they, it cannot be accessed. So he's saying that if you go to your digital assembly now, they are just reading newspapers. They are not doing anything. But I just, just hold on. Um, somebody sent us a message. Says he's a budget officer in, a, in an assembly. He says this give me system is working. He says he used it sometime last week. So I don't know if it is a general problem or a specific to certain districts or certain assemblies. Well, he says his assembly at uh, mm -hmm. Adaklu. Yes. They, they cannot access the give me system. So maybe it's an Adaklu problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> If you're another district, let me know. If you're another district, let me know. Okay. Um, yes, more messages coming in. Kweku, uh, who says he's in traffic, says Ghana has always run a budget deficit economy. We have always borrowed to plug the budget loopholes. We always spend more than we generate. Over time, your deficit becomes unsustainable. Eh? And this is the story of Ghana. We are a country with a bigger appetite than what we can afford. So we admit this as a country, we are not going anywhere. All right. This one says the jobs are there all right, but the salaries are not sustainable. The youth are finding illegal ways of getting money. With the way enrollment is increasing in the universities too, means that more people will not get jobs after graduating. Mm. This one says, Alosky, how much was the total deposit of the collapsed FIs? How much has the government paid so far to the depositors? How much has the government spent so far on the entire cleanup we have to start accounting for everything to see what makes sense okay this one says bernard i'd really like to see the balance sheet of ghana because it looks like the government owes almost everyone in the country and has its claws everywhere if ghana were a company it would be declared bankrupt mm. right uh, this one says my name is richard um 
The issue of government payments delay is becoming serious by the day. We as civil servants under the Controller and Accountant General payroll have taken loans with the banks and agreed that Controller will deduct from source and remit to the banks. We have been charged 3% of the repayment amount for this service. Now, even when these payments are deducted from our salaries, for lack of money, the payments to the banks delay for up to like three months. This is money already deducted from my salary. God help us because this government is facing liquidity challenges. Mind you, the non-payment affects our credit bureau report. Mm. 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 Alright. Okay, Michael from Tumu says, teacher trainees and nurses and nurses Sister trainees and nurses and midwife trainees allowances have not been paid for over seven months. So I should add that to my list. <laughs> Teacher trainee. But for now, you have to pay. Teacher trainee and nursing. You have to confirm this. Allowance. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we have a bit of good news. So at least, in spite of all government fiscal challenges, mm-hmm. you need to start planning towards your own house. Uh. And there's a new... Uh, strategy that we will be unveiling when we come back. Really? As to how to get on the property ladder. Who is telling us? The City Breakfast Show will be right back. Stay with us. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city 97.3 twitter at twitter.com forward slash city 973 and instagram at instagram.com forward slash city 973 with the hashtag city cbs this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation Eleven minutes past the hour of nine. This is the City Breakfast Show. Let's talk about owning a home. It's one of the big conversations we've had on this show before. And we know that owning a home is one of the keys to long-term financial success and financial well-being. Well, how do you get on a property ladder? What are the options available to you? Is there a financing model that makes sense that you can start working right now with? To answer these questions and more, the group CEO of Data Bank, Kujua Dimensa, is going to talk about the three keys to home ownership. He also threw more light on their new investment product, which is called the Data Bank Housing Account. And it's going to help you take some practical steps towards raising the money you need to finance your mortgage, to buy your property, or to build your own house from scratch. So whichever route you want to use, the Data Bank Housing Account has a solution. Kojo is here with Jillian Hammer, who is the group CMO. Jillian, good to see you. Good morning. Morning, Bernard. Kojo, welcome to the show again. And good morning. Adino. How good are you to doing? See you. Um, I'm cool. You're I'm cool. cool. Yeah. How is Data Bank? Uh, we are sticking in there. We take it one day at a time. How is the financial sector? Um, It's not that easy, but we, that easy. We, are, we are surviving it. I didn't know you were interested in housing. I didn't know housing was one of the things you guys were involved in at all. I tell you what, Bernard, you know, what, mm. what has happened is, you know, we've been having these retirement tours mm-hmm. um, for the past few years. Mm-hmm. And while we've been going around um, the country where we're going fiscal and even doing it um, virtually, mm-hmm. it became evidently clear, mm-hmm. you know, very, very clear that part of the retirement problem mm-hmm. was housing. 
Mm. And we already have a housing problem in Ghana. We all know the huge housing deficit we have. Mm -hmm. So we sat down and said, look here, we need to do something about this. We can't just... Um, our, our, our mantra and our mission is to give Ghanaians financial independence. Mm. Owning a home is one of the biggest things you can give to a Ghanaian who has worked 30, 40 years of their lives. Mm. I mean, the statistics, mm. you know, are very terrible. Uh, we, we only... I'm told only about 29% of retirees actually wow. live in their own home. I don't know even wow. what the recent population centers threw out. This is mm -hmm. the 2010 one, mm. you know, and um, it's, it's, not, it's not pleasant. 22% end up after retirement, perching, mm -hmm. you know, squatting somewhere. It's demeaning. Mm. It's very demeaning. And then most of the time we blame somebody else. We'll blame the employer. We point fingers. But we need to start looking inwardly and looking at ourselves. And mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a subject matter that mm -hmm. we really want to mm -hmm. lead, um, on, on, on. Be, be on the forefront okay. and, and really help Ghanaians to... So to, is it to fair to say we have a housing crisis in Ghana? Do you Abs have any facts to support this? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we, we know that uh, barely, I mean, those who work, barely 1% or so of people who are working... Mm -hmm actually still own their homes and most people would wow. end up owning a home only after they they are sort of of, of retiring even then mm. um it's not it's not looking good you know mm. it's not looking good uh, at all and mm. given our average monthly salaries too in the country this morning i heard you mm. talking about the knock-up people and the mm. youth for whatever Naku, people and all that people you you, you mm. get me that that the average salary is, is really Very low. um low so it makes it even more more difficult but mm. it's all, all hope is not lost you know that's that's why we are here mm. to bring people's mind to the fact that no matter how low you earn it's still it's still something that uh, is possible but why do you think most Ghanaians do not own their own homes okay so you know traditionally gov most um, people have worked for government mm -hmm. you know and government has been the biggest employer for a very long time mm -hmm. and you would know all over the place government was uh, providing accommodation for, mm -hmm. for its workers mm -hmm. um, that has continued over the years it's a colonial thing mm -hmm. but it has continued over the years I mean law and um, uh, judges lecturers doctors and um, civil servants name them you know and we still see the flats those say cocoa board flats mm -hmm. cocoa board bamagalo you know so government has been providing accommodation for its um employ employers employees for a long time mm -hmm. even in the private sector it has seeped in there when you go in there either you are being given a house to live in mm -hmm. or you are given an allowance mm -hmm. to you know uh, use as maybe rental or something and maybe instead of using that allowance to move into a mortgage zone you find yourself renting the same place taking the rent allowance rent allowance suddenly you are 50 you're 55 and then you realize oh boy mm. i'm about to retire mm. you can't prepare for your own home and at least from the evidence we have mm in five years if you have lived in a government bungalow all your life mm. it's one major major reason why most of us are unable to own our own home after we've retired mm. we've worked with government or even in private sector mm -hmm. we've been given accommodation i know banks that even give some of their staff accommodation mm -hmm. they live in for 25 years and when they're done forgetting that they need to prepare mm -hmm. you know for their own or own mm -hmm. home so mm -hmm. it's 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 a it's a big issue and then even when you are 
working you don't prepare financially you don't start planning right from the way i talk about you start planning for your retirement the day you enter your first job mm -hmm. it's the same way you start preparing for your home as well it's mm. the same thing the, the home ownership is part of the retirement plan mm. and a lot of us when we start working we are 30 years old we say oh as for home later let me rent mm -hmm. some place b and start mm -hmm. later later that putting it off later is another really major issue mm -hmm. of course the cost is there but bernard i want to tell Ghanaians not to use the cost mm -hmm. as a hurdle or as an excuse mm -hmm. they ask for the cost it will go up or what's cement today i think it's our 60 cities or something you know yes. it, it, it 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 will always go up mm -hmm. i haven't seen in my entire <laughs> <laughs> 50 years of living cement where cement never come down. I've never seen it. Keep going up. Iron rods. No, let's not. Let, we always use it for political. It's not coming down. It's, no. It's going one direction. Wherever you. So you have to just prepare for it. Mm. You know, it's right. very, very. So important. let's talk about the keys to home ownership. Sure. You say you have three keys. Yes. Um, so a door, the, the house has three doors then. <laughs> or is it one door with three types of keys? <laughs> Maybe three doors. Three, three doors. door house. Yeah, these days, you know, the, the fire service people will tell you yes. you need the exit. The fire escape. So yeah, you have, you have three that. doors, three keys. So actually, the three is it's to dream it, invest for it, and then own it. Dream it, invest for it, own it. So dream it. Of course, everybody dreams of the house. Mm -hmm. Everybody, you know, there's nobody who would say I, I, they are not dreaming of, of, of a house where they, mm. they, they will live in. Everybody has a dream. Mm -hmm. But you know what? The dream is always just sometimes in the air, in their head, mm. some mansion be that they are dreaming of. That is that's, not the kind of dream I'm talking about. You are dreaming about it and going to plan mm. to make sure that you, 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 know, you fulfill that dream. Mm. You can either decide that you are buying... First of all, you have to decide whether you want to buy or you want to build. There are always pros and cons. Mm -hmm. Personally, my name, Kojo, me, I prefer the build. Mm -hmm. I, I prefer the buy. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I see people, you know, and then they start the building. Charlie. The plan is there. Mm -hmm. It's been drawn. Mm -hmm. By the time they are lent, they are changing their mind. They are Charlie. breaking something. They are redoing something. They want another door through some You corner. know what I mean. And then, something, something. and then you are unable to finish. But mm -hmm. everybody has their style. And no, there's no right or wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. You can decide to build or you can decide to buy. Mm. But the most important thing, and I'm going to say this, the most important thing is, when you are deciding what type of house it is that you want, mm -hmm. the affordability is big. Mm. It's important. Mm. But note that you will, you will grow in that building. <laughs> you will become old in that building. Mm -hmm. It is so important. Do you know, I have an uncle who had seven children. Mm -hmm. They lived in a big enough house. Mm -hmm. All the seven children left home. Now the house is like a big... And how do you maintain it? You know, we need mm. to think about that. When you are dreaming of your house, mm. it's not the dreaming of the today that I'm talking mm. about. You are dreaming of the house where you can live in your entire life cycle. Mm -hmm. So while you are younger with the kids plenty, then the kids start leaving home. Then now you are alone. Mm. You are old. You are All you are earning is your pension. But mm. that pension, you still have to pay your bills. Mm -hmm. You have to pay ECG. You have to pay. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. When we are working, we have... A utility allowance, water allowance, or if you are living in a government building, mm -hmm. it's free water, free let. By the time you leave, suddenly you are you are confronted with all these bills. Mm. So you have to dream of a decent, cute accommodation that you can afford. Everybody has a different level. If you can afford a sixty 
bedroom mansion. I don't care. As long as you can keep it, maintain it, mm. it is very, very important. This is the point where I will bring Warren Buffett in. Mm -hmm. Who knows Warren Buffett? I hope you all know Warren he's Buffett. World's smartest he's investor. one of the world's richest people in the world. You mm. know, his net worth is a hundred and something billion dollars. Wow. That man can pay uh, uh, all the contractors who are old you said so <laughs> how much did you say it was only eight billion but warren buffett is living in the house he bought in 1958 oh how i'm telling you the same house 60 years he hasn't moved wow but we are here dreaming of grandiose things Gargantuan house. why i see all you need is just that cute little thing that you can maintain mm. and be comfortable in good then you have to invest for it. So first is dream, dream it, it, which is what you've just properly. Explained. So now invest for it. How now do you, how invest do you do for it. Mm -hmm. You have to know that. And I'll use even the buying or the building. Mm -hmm. We always go in. We will have the quantities mm -hmm. we want to build. Mm -hmm. Quantity guy has done it for you. He says that this house will cost you fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars, or let me say CDs, whatever amount of two hundred thousand CDs. You will know that. If I have X number, that is where you come to an investment professional. Mm. If I have X number of years to get that house done, how much will I need mm. at what, you know, like average rate? These days, we use 15% as our ballpark figure. Mm -hmm. So that you know the number of years it will take for you to get to that point. If mm. you are building, then you can maybe do it in tranches of what every year you've invested to some point that you put in. Mm -hmm. Every year invest to some point and you put in. Yes, mm -hmm. I know there's inflation, there's rising costs. But in the same vein, mm -hmm. it's likely that even your source of income too will go up small. Mm -hmm. So keep the ratio consistent, mm -hmm. if you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. So you have to really plan. And if, and if you are going to buy, sometimes even those who are doing the money, they'll say once you get a certain deposit, you can move in. You move in and then you continue investing and paying. Investing. But the important thing is that you have to in consistently mm. invest towards it. We always want to wait and say, I'm waiting for a ballpark, mm -hmm. some big money before I can start. No. I always like to get you to think in cement bags mm -hmm. when we are talking about this. You are investing, say, tell yourself every month you are investing three cement bags. Or you are investing... 200 blocks mm. so every month you are putting that amount of money down mm. towards that cement bag mm. towards that investment that block or towards that iron rod. you know that is a it's a men, it's a mental thing you have to get into that state of mind and make sure that you are consistently investing in in towards that that goal mm. but don't shift the goalpost mm -hmm. Suddenly, some people, they've done the quantities for them. They've told them that to get this cute two-bedroom house, expandable, whatever, mm. it will cost you 150000 Along the line, they are changing the, 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 the goalposts. They are mm. shifting the numbers. They want now, no, mm. in fact, it shouldn't be a two-bedroom. Now I'm at this. No. Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Because the lack then of I discipline do. will cost you more. It will always cost you. I mm. mean, the, I, and I know people will be talking about inflation and the thing, but you can always adjust for it. Mm. Always adjust for it and move in that direction. Mm -hmm. Then finally, own it. Get the ownership done. Mm -hmm. The ownership key to that is the paperwork. Mm. Bernard, we don't do our paperwork well. Mm. While maybe you are alive. You use what we call Takashi and still be there, be there. If you pop off, make sure that the ownership is such that 
it is generational. Mm. Your kids, your kids' kids, everybody, you are giving them a head start. Mm. Don't leave this earth and suddenly people find out that you didn't own this property. Okay. You must own it properly. Mm. Let's do the documentation. I understand that is is difficult. And sometimes that's the advantage of going for the mortgage side because then you have help people will help you do mm -hmm. the paperwork mm -hmm. building sometimes it becomes a bit problematic because you are the one doing the back and forth and dealing with all the government agencies and all but nonetheless it is important that we do the paperwork properly mm -hmm. don't do land guard ownership <laughs> i beg it's not about land guard ownership mm -hmm. let's do the ownership properly the paperwork properly these days uh, credit goes to some of our, our government agencies in in the property space i think they are doing some some good work around the paperwork so mm -hmm. it, it, it it's important that it's painful mm -hmm. but it's important that you go through it mm -hmm. and own it properly so that your children and your children's 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 children mm -hmm. will be part of the, the building that you have put up still talking to data bank about the housing uh, product the data bank housing account is yeah. what we would now talk about and Gillian hammer is here she's a group cmo so Gillian, could just giving us like the background the foundation mm -hmm. for why we need to go on the property ladder why we need to dream it why we need to invest for it why we need to own it so we need to come to some house now okay so let's talk about the data bank housing account what is it about why should people invest in it okay thank you bernard um so with the data bank housing account what we wanted to do is make make owning your home easy so mm. make that that path that journey easier so what we did is we set up an investment account where if you talk to someone at data bank we will sit with you we will ask you about your dreams mm -hmm. we will get that target amount that you want to invest towards mm -hmm. then we'll look at the time frame and then we will help you first of all figure out how much you need to be investing monthly to get there mm -hmm. then our intention is to hold your hand along the way so mm -hmm. what we do as well is we have set milestones so when you hit 25 percent 50 percent 75 percent of your goal there are certain rewards that we have built in so we will give you um gift vouchers points that you can use to redeem for appliances mm -hmm. everything along the housing journey mm. um, we've also partnered with first national bank yeah. um, former ghana home loans so mm -hmm. that Anybody who is interested in getting a mortgage mm -hmm. um, after they've done the investing, they will get actually a discounted rate on mm -hmm. their mortgage. So we're putting in a lot of the key things that people need to mm -hmm. get you there. Then the last thing maybe that I'd mention is that we have a, an award system. So every year we will give away three prizes of 1500 towards people's housing journeys as well, mm -hmm. just to try and... and make life a bit easier and what we have done is we have set it at minimum 500 cds to get mm -hmm. started mm -hmm. 500 cds will not get you a house mm -hmm. but we don't want to make it so high that even to get started it's a problem mm -hmm. so the whole thing bernard is about how can we help people own homes because mm -hmm. what kojo said is right there are too many people do not own homes and they're just like they, they get to retirement and they're bouncing about or they're mm. living with their kids or mm. renting mm. and and we need to stop that so how do i actually go about opening the data mm. bank housing account so you can visit data bank has 19 locations across ghana okay. so you can step into any of them mm -hmm. the locations are listed on our website but we have mm -hmm. them i mean 
you pick a corner in Ghana, um, we'll come to you. If you can't come to us, we will come to you. Mm. But you can go to one of our locations and open it up. You can call us, send us an email. We'll mm. send you the forms if you can't come to our office so that you can do it, email it to us. Mm -hmm. And then once the account is open, you can top up from anywhere um, in the world, actually. Mm -hmm. So we've got US, four USSD codes. Um, Star 6100 is my favorite um, but because it allows you to do everything. But we've got USSD codes if you want to use mobile money. We have online. We have partner banks, seven mm. of them. So you can step into any like GCB, GT Bank, Fidelity, UBA, Zenith. Mm. Mm. I mean, the whole range. So, Bernard, owning a home should not be difficult. Mm. So the goal is come to us. We'll help you open the account. And mm. then wherever you are, you can start topping it up. And we'll and how we'll do you top it up? Using you. the same hash. So same, same short codes. It's star 6100 um, hash. Star mm. 737 100 hash. Um, star seven nine zero star one hundred hash and then okay. GCBs is what star four two two star four hundred. So it really depends hash. on which bank you're using. Yeah, so yeah. it 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 doesn't matter which bank you use, mm. um, you can get there. So yeah. it's just about making it very easy. And then with data bank, we have our mobile app as well. So mm. you can, if you have an iPhone or you mm. have an Android, mm -hmm. my personal favorite, mm. then you can also top up through our app. All right. Thank you, Jillian. Thank you, you Kujo. Yes, so Bernardino. It's all about owning a home. You dream it, you invest for it. And then you own it. And then you own it. And the and discipline please, please, comes Those living in bungalows, government bungalows, and taking <laughs> rent allowance, it will end. Mm. Prepare. Just like the interview has to end. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Kujo. Thank you, Jillian. Oh, sure, thank better. you, Bernard. All right, guys. <laughs> This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
<laughs> it's 9 38 city breakfast show i have some friends from hollard who will be talking about the caravan big time but if you're struggling to find litigation free land for your project you want to acquire a house but you don't know how to do that or you need that full payment to acquire that land to get on the property ladder edlum housing is back with products tailored to meet your individual needs we have the villas three homes located at amrahia Contemporary, super affordable apartments with a starting price of only 35,000 USD. We also have the avant-garde homes located at Ajirigano. Ajirigano. They are luxurious and spacious apartments, reasonably priced. Go to edlomhousing.com to book a side visit. Call 0270 Number again is 0270 Edlom Housing, where spacious homes cost less. And as part of our drive to care for lives, Danex Ayrton Starwin PLC in partnership with Kaneshi Polyclinics is organizing the Ferrodex Valentine Blood Donation. We're raising blood for the Kaneshi Polyclinic Blood Bank. We are targeting 150 pints of blood. Let's show some love this Valentine season by donating a pint to save a life. And it's on Friday the 18th. At the forecourt of Danex Ayrton, North Industrial Area, between Farm Milk Factory and GCV Bank, from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Now you want to donate, you can call 059 or WhatsApp that number for more information. Don't forget that Ferrodex capsules and syrup contain iron, folic acid, and vitamin B12. And when you hear the song, you can imagine the buses getting ready to take that seven-day trip across Ghana. Heritage Caravan 2022 is happening big time. And I have in the studio friends from Hollard who are sponsors of the 2022 caravan they've been on in the past. How long have you guys been on the caravan here? Well, this is our second this time. This is your second year. It's getting better. I've seen Tiofori Jumforce is the group head of marketing and corporate affairs. Yvonne Naki, the owner is head of retail and partnerships. And Shadrach Kofi Mensah is the Tema branch manager for Hollard Life Assurance. Gentlemen and ladies, you're welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to just play the song. I just want to play the song so we dance. Feel free. Show Pimpi. Do you know Pimpi? Yeah. Pimpi needs. The young kids don't know what it is. So let's talk about Hollard, Cynthia. Uh, you've been here before. Yeah. How was the caravan two years ago? It was it was a great experience. Was it? It was a very fantastic experience. I mm. think that, you know, if if we are being honest, apart from the actual journey, I mean, the, uh-huh. the visiting each of the tourist sites, you know, uh-huh. getting to take pictures with people, yeah. the engagement alone mm. was the trip. Yeah. The people, the even the bus trip itself was exciting. Yeah, man. You know, so it, you could literally say that even if you had just sat in the bus and traveled from Accra <laughs> to Paga and come back <laughs> and without visiting anywhere, without visiting that anywhere, was a good that experience. road trip in itself would have wow. been fantastic. And it was so wow. well organized. So, mm. I mean, we are here because we it was Jay. Yeah, it was Jay. So was you want? Guy. So you're coming for second thought, <laughs> <laughs> second shot? Yes. Of the yes. Of the caravan. Yes. Indeed. But give me the thought process. We know Hollard is an insurance company, nicely branded, well known across the country. Why did you even agree to be on the caravan in the first instance? And why are you repeating the 
the, 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 the sponsorship. Right. So, you know, we recognize that City is doing something different. Mm -hmm. And our values as a business are really tied to courageously pursuing a better way. Mm. You know, doing things differently to mm -hmm. enable a better future. We recognize that we recognize that city with the heritage caravan mm -hmm. is pushing local tourism yes. and for us it's very big to support so if you know a lot about what we do as a business we are um we are really a social company mm -hmm. so everything for us is values based and when we looked around and we said how can we support and who can we support it just made sense to support city okay. and we're proving right we were proving right. Our engagement, sure. you so know, you were on the caravan yourself. I was indeed. Were you on coffee? Yes, I was. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I see. I'll come to you later to tell me about your experience. Okay. So it makes sense, right? It, it fits. It made absolute sense. It and you know, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. we had people telling us, "Thank you for coming on board." You know, mm. you really enriched the experience, mm. and we love that. Wow. And and for us, that was heartwarming. Shada, what bus were you on last last time? Bus three. Bus three. I remember well, the bus stay on the bus three. I mean, we were all hopping through the oh, buses. You, oh, okay. Well, so you could move from bus to bus. Yes. On our journey back to mm. Accra, yeah. myself and Cynthia mm. were hopping from one bus to the other, doing presentations, Amazing. engaging people. Uh, that's interesting. About Holland. So what was the was, trip like for you? It was initially when I got the information that I'm supposed to be on the trip. Yeah. I was like traveling from Accra up to the north. For what? For what? But when we started the journey mm -hmm. from Accra through to Volta region, yeah. we slept in uh, Rock City. Rock City. Yeah, then we try, we continue to Ashanti, yeah. Tamale, yeah. back to uh, Sunyani. Started enjoying the thing. There wasn't any dull moment on our bus. Wow. Serious. And wow. for me, I told Cynthia that if I have the opportunity, I'll join the bus again any day, any time. I hope they've nominated you this year to join again. It depends on eyes. <laughs> you know what to do now. All right, I'll come back to you. Let me let me turn my attention to Yvonne Nakido. Well, Yvonne, good to see you. She's head of retail and partnerships for Holland Insurance. So, uh, Yvonne, let's talk about what you do. Core business of Holland, general insurance and life. What are some of the things you offer to Ghanaians? Okay, so for for Holland, you know that um, for us, our aim is mm -hmm. to ensure you and is to ensure you and everything you love whether big or okay. small mm -hmm. that's you know that's our business uh -huh. so as such we offer various um, life insurances such as adipa family mm -hmm. plan mm -hmm. purple employee plan mm. um, credit life protection plans mm -hmm. and much more in the general space we have various products including personal accident moto insurance mm. sme for you know small scale businesses travel insurance mm -hmm. for people who travel mm home insurance, content insurance, fire and burglary, marine engineering, cyber, which is... So the coming, whole gamut yeah, cyber, for general. Is huge. So we do, do you do cyber it, it, insurance? Is, yes, we do cyber insurance, which is me? becoming, becoming um, predominant now. So okay. it's, it's a whole you know, array of products. This is just to mention a few. And you also do life. Yes. So the life is a, it's like the it's full a life thing, yes, yeah. which you are the term life guy. Yeah, yes. I'll come back to life. I see. So um, and um, so what what's what different about Holland? What's different? Okay, 
So for us at Holland, there's a lot that is that is different. First mm. of all, you see our vibrant purple. Yeah. You know, but I'll, I'll I'll come to that. So first and foremost, let me say that we like to treat our customers with care, respect, and dignity. That mm -hmm. is core to us. Okay. Um, we always guarantee to do our absolute best at all mm -hmm. times. We we like to provide customized solutions to meet you know, the, the need of, of people, everyday needs that people face. Mm -hmm. um, Holad is not your usual insurance company. We are mm -hmm. a very vibrant brand and we are a young brand. If you look at us, you know, here, well, quite young and excited and, you know, moving things, we're shaking mm. um, the insurance industry. Yeah. Our physical brand is unconventional. It's very playful, yeah. as you can tell. Yeah. Um, it aptly portrays our approachable and quirky nature. Mm. Um, and we like to be, even though we are, we are headquartered in South African, mm -hmm. we like to remain very local. So our illustrations, I, our iconography, everything is... Araba. Is, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you know about Araba. <laughs> exactly. So we like to use mm. Ghanaian-inspired illustrations, photography and mm. iconography, as I mentioned. Mm. Um, when we communicate... The core um, that we want to portray to people is to make them smile. So mm. when we communicate everything we do at the core, the center of it smile. is to make people smile. Mm. We want to make people happy in a world where, you know, it's full of concern and worry mm. and uncertainty. Mm. Our goal is to make sure that you're happy. And by making you happy, we want you to know that we're here to ensure you and everything you love so that you can have a stress-free life, peace of mind, knowing that you are covered by a strong insurer. Mm. So even though we're playful, <laughs> at the center of things, we're a very, very serious brand where it matters most. So you said at the core is to make people smile. I yes. guess for people who are customers of insurance companies, what makes them smile <clears throat> is if they're in trouble <laughs> and their claim drops Bang, with a check. Hello, Mr. Abbe, this is your insurance claim. Yes. So what's your claim payment track record? Um, oh, it's, it's fabulous. <clears throat> if you ask anybody who insures with um, Holland or knows about Holland, they'll mm. tell you. But we endeavor to treat everybody with care and dignity. Mm. Um, and this is reflected in our fast you know, claims paying process. Mm. Um, for last year, just to give you some sense, for last year, between our life and general businesses, we paid about $80 million. In claims. 818 eight or 80? 80. Eight eight <laughs> yes, yeah, 80 million. <laughs> well, you see, so so we're here. We're a strong wow. company. We're here to back you. Just one year. Sure that, yeah. Yes, yes in just one year. Financial deep. <laughs> so we do have the financial <laughs> muscle um, to give you the peace of mind that we promise. And that's a mm. promise that we, we, we make proudly. So we promise to be there when things go wrong, really. Mm. And the, the quality of what you've purchased, the insurance policy that you've per purchased, comes into, into being or is tested when there is a claim. So we always advise people that it is important to do research, ask mm. questions. Don't you know, feel like you're offending your insurer when you ask questions. Mm. Ask a lot of questions. And we encourage our, mm. the people we insure to ask questions. Ask us whatever you want to know. Mm. Um, you know, and, and we believe in transparency. So mm. we are there to give you the right policy to meet your need. Let's come back to Shadrach. So you were on last two years. We are really excited. Night to five me. I'm playing this song for you before you give me my last <laughs> word. 
Nine, two, five. What the dance they do to this song? This song. They go like this. Yeah. <laughs> like Bobocala dance. Bobocala dance. Yeah. Okay. So we stand in the middle of the bus and do this. Pa. Be, 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 be. Where, where the headphones so you can hear the song? So, I'm playing a song for you. I can see you want to be on the bus. Encourage people. So tell me. Why should somebody join the caravan? If somebody's listening, what would they benefit? Um, Bernard, my experience last two years is taught me one thing. Mm-hmm. Because I met a whole lot of people with different backgrounds and they shared their experiences with me as far as their business and their individual lives are concerned. But one of the greatest things that I went there purposely because of all that. Mm-hmm. And I, by the time the trip was done, I could tell you that I was able to come out with some bus- good businesses that I'm still enjoying now. Yes. So at the end of the day, I would urge anybody at all, if you are looking for business opportunities. Yes. You get connection. Of course. I'm currently enjoying Can the, the, the like two years experience too. that I had on the CTFM caravan tour. So anybody at all. Before that, the caravan, had you gone to all the places that we went? Um, with the exception of Paga. So Upper East, you hadn't been? Yes. I see. It means you are quite well traveled on your own. Yeah. But this year we are we are starting from the west, so we are going to Cape. We are going to. So we are not going. You know, last year we went eastern. Sure. Now we are starting west, and we we'll do western north. Oh, okay. Have you been to western north before? No, that was why I said I start. I will have to start lobbying from CTSN, probably. Uh, you want myself, to go again? Yes. <laughs> no, let's put somebody else on. Let's see. <laughs> we'll see. So you, you, you learned a lot, you enjoyed Paga. This time we'll do Western Western North before we do BA. Then we do uh, Northern, now it's Savannah. Okay. And then Tamale and then Upper East. And then come back through Ashanti and then Rock City. You sleep at yeah. Rock City. We'll rock the city. Yeah. Yeah, Rock City. That's a nice hotel. Bruta. It's the biggest in the country. Massive. Very nice I know place. that. Yeah. Nice Yvonne, you should be on. Should be on. Even the English was speaking when you get on the bus. <laughs> oh, I don't believe you. Instead talk, I'll be there. My name is Ivan Naki Dawana, head of retail for the partnerships. You know, the English is nice. I like it. <laughs> oh, you can be look out too. She can speak serious guy here. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we can have both on the bus. <laughs> Cynthia Ofori Jumfo is the group head, marketing and corporate affairs. She makes things happen for her lad and she will, she's threatening to be on the bus with her orange mask <laughs> it's a threat she's issued that she will be on the bus giddy 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 she'll add the purple too I tell you you know wherever we go and they have a lot of paraphernalia they will be they have water visible. bottles and things will be dashing people so they have more things Charlie thank oh, you for you know last, last two years yeah. you know I'm, I'm very happy to say that we were part of the experience for you know heritage caravaners you know nice. from the the coconut water that we gave them at oh you give coconut water oh yeah we gave them share butter every every location they went to but oh man i hope you do the same this year Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We have more surprises. We have more surprises for you. You know, we were part of the experience, wow. and and I, I I am very happy to say that City has also encouraged us to continue partnering with I can't you. Wait. You know everything, even the props, the photo props at each location. We provided saying, them. Yeah. We provided them. You, you know, know the joke. It so was very big. this song is to all your staff. Learn, 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 learn the 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 dance. We'll do a dancing competition on the bus. music. 
And as you heard, the caravan is on. If you haven't made payment yet, you want to do that. Phone number 0205-973-973. Rate is 5,000 for single occupancy, 4,000 for double. Rates include transportation, accommodation, breakfast and dinner, tour sites, and some very special activities. If you're buying cement, Diamond has put smiles on the faces of homeowners, block makers, and supported numerous constructions with their high quality brand rated green by the EPA. We also have the 32.5 grade cement. There's a good deal for everybody's pocket. Okay, Diamond Cement. Nationwide with factories in Aflao, Makradi, and Buipe. Call 0244-313-368. Diamond Cement, Alasa Diamond. Meanwhile, Providence Insurance welcomes you to a new year. Remember to insure your new car or renew your existing motor insurance from us from now till 31st March. You can win a free gift such as fuel coupons and several other branded Provident souvenirs. Rush now for insurance cover. Terms and conditions apply. Remember with Provident, man, you are covered. And as part of our drive to care for lives, Danex Itin Starwing PLC, in partnership with the Kaneshi Polyclinic, is organizing the Feridex Valentine Blood Donation Exercise to raise blood for the Kaneshi Polyclinic Blood Bank. Now, the partnership is expected to raise 150 pints of blood. Now, it's happening on Friday, February 18th. Four courts of Danex Itin Starwing PLC, North Industrial Area, between Farm Milk Factory and GCB Bank, between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Interested blood donors should call or send us a WhatsApp message on 0592-504-500 for more inquiries and registration. Feridex capsules and syrups contain iron, folic acid, and vitamin B12. Danex uh, Danex, I think, starring PLC, caring for life. And your smartphone gives you more than just phone calls. So does Glyco's General Insurance cover. Let's introduce you to the Glyco General Motor and Homeowners Club. A smart way of obtaining additional benefits on your insurance policy at no extra cost. Sleep insure your home or get a comprehensive motor policy with us and enjoy free virtual consultation with a medical doctor. Discounted medical services including ambulance delivery of prescribed medicines and medical lab services. Yeah. Also subsidized roadside assistance yeah, yeah. and up to 10,000 free limit of cover for personal accidents. Yeah. You may call 0242-426-193 or 0501-447-697. Join the Glyco Motor and Homeowners Club today. Living the cushion life. By the way, happy birthday to Dr. Papa Kwesi Indum, founder and president of Group Indum. Can you guess how old he is? 65. 
No, second guess. <laughs> wow. Um, 68? No. Uh, I'm not, I'm not in the you were close, he's 69. Oh. <laughs> you missed it by one. Dr. Papa Indum of Group Indum, 69 years old. He has a new look. White, grey beard. Yeah. He said his son was in the news. Yes, yes. He, he's been given. He works with Joe Biden. Joe Biden, yes. Yeah. So, Dr. Indum, happy birthday to you wherever you are. This is coming from all your, your people. So many people from your group wishing you happy birthday. And from us on the team as well. Happy birthday to you, Dr. Papa Kwesi Indum. Good morning, Bernard. I was on the 2020 caravan. Hollard made it much better. This morning, I'm still using the share butter from Tamale. This is David Aguda, 2020 Heritage Caravan. Nana to four will be on the caravan. Nana to four will be on the caravan. Nana to four. Yeah, man. Yay. The rave master himself. The rave master of all rave masters. Nana to four boatin. That's all we have time for for today's edition of the show. Thank you for listening. Miss Bernard, I had the show with Nathan Kwao, Godfrey Akutobuafo. Time for City 